It's episode 255 of Nerds Eye View, and it's a special broadcast because we are reviewing Star Wars. <laughs> I, could, I laughed. <laughs> that beautiful attempt at some amazing music was our good friend Matt Benson. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and of course, laughing in the background is my good friend Andrew. Hi. Listen, you, when one podcast for 900 episodes sound this good, you won't. <laughs> my goodness. We know that co- sense and you goddamn know it. <laughs> Do you think you've done 900 episodes no, total of not. anything? I think I've done Admo. Well, so we've done like 120 Leonard's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's for the. Shut up, Leonard's, even. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say I've done around the 250, 300 mark. Nice. All told. Well, because this is nice. the episode 255 of Nerds I View. So you've right. probably done more than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says with a heavy sigh. <laughs> <laughs> no, podcasts are fun. Yes. Yeah. We all love them. Becasts. But when we're not reviewing Star Wars, we're going to be talking about the top 10. We're going to be talking about new releases. Why waste everyone's time? Number 10. <laughs> we're going to be talking Star about Wars. New number nine. Star Wars. <laughs> number eight. Star Wars. Number seven. Star Wars. Number six. Star Wars. Number five. Star Wars. Number four. Star Wars. Three. Star Wars. Two. Star Wars. And one. Sisters. Yeah. Strangely enough. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, isn't that weird? Somehow, it's not going to number one. <laughs> I don't know how that worked out. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> you think the numbers, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, weird. So weird. We're going to be talking about what's coming out next week. Uh, we're going to have our guest the ending, and then we'll have our discussion at the end. But you know what? Everyone knows what we're doing. Let's just get down to the top ten. Number ten? What do I do? <laughs> I've never. You say the words. Count me down, Skippy. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Number ten. And I, it's my duty to say yes. this word. Bajero Mastini. Hopefully, you would maybe have that on the way to number nine. Dill Whale. <laughs> Which is in number eight. In the heart of the sea. And uh, if you get seasick, you might have number seven. Grampus. <laughs> Especially if you're number six. The good dinosaur. And you agreed to number five. Creed. Who took place in number four. The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. And you might end up there if you had a number three. Sisters. Which is not what number two is. Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. <sighs> but of course... They all lost out to number one. Star Wars The Force Awakens. These the numbers. Tell me the total for these top ten, Jordan. <laughs> the, last week compared to this oh, week. Yeah. The, like the main total? Like all of them put yes, together? Yes, yes. 302,000,000.68. And how much of that is Star Wars? Uh, Like... Almost 80, 250. 80%. <laughs> yeah. 250. Crazy. Almost 250 of the 202 Crazy. is just Star Wars. These are these are big old beautiful numbers. What a time! And it was it was 120 just Thursday because mm-hmm. those were all the pre-sold tickets. Those were all the uh, you know Thursday night screenings, multiple showings that night, and everybody showed up. I mean, if if you love movies, and you were probably there. Even if, I mean, gosh, you have to think, like, even if you didn't like Star Wars, wouldn't you want to just see what the hubbub is about? The thing is, because it's been so long. I don't know. We, uh, a mutual friend, Josh Anderson. Yeah, not a Star Wars fan. Not a Star Wars fan, but he somehow saw it. Yeah. Like, opening weekend. Right? (laughs) Wouldn't wouldn't you just want to, because it's such, I mean, I hate to say it, but it is a pop culture event. Right? I mean, look at these numbers. That's the only way to describe 
these huge numbers. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it's opening weekend. Star Wars is only uh, five and a half million behind the Hunger Games part, Mockingjay Part Two. Jesus yes, Christ. which has been open for five weeks. <laughs> like that's insane. It's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. It's wild. Weird. Wild stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't even know. And and uh, chipmunks beating out sisters by just that little amount. You yeah. know, I'm. I don't even want to look at the rest of these numbers because when it really comes down to it. Everyone saw Star Wars, and a couple other people saw other movies. Like just a few. This, this a is couple not... other people had movie pass and, and, and <laughs> bought tickets to other movies, but were really seeing Star Wars. Like we're just seeing like the edge of the curve. There are so many people seeing one movie that these other numbers are going to be out of whack. These are not, you know, true representations of what people would actually see. Which is one of the things I like doing with this segment yeah. is looking and gauging based on sales numbers, like how the public is watching movies during this time, like whether weather has something to do with it or money or the time of the year. I like breaking down numbers because I'm a nerd Mm -hmm. and there's no way to trust any of these numbers Mm -hmm. because everyone is seeing Star Wars as they should be. Yes. Well, you're saying don't trust the numbers, but I mean, these numbers reflect that everyone has signed. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that that one number number is affecting everything else. Yeah. So, well, and you look at the 10 and nine on the list. I, I don't I, even know. I saw a poster for the last one. I think it's an action movie. Oh, right. For Dale, Dale Whale? Or no, for, for 10. Oh, really? I've never even heard of the nine, ninth. I, I believe I've heard of number nine, but yeah. number 10 number by nine? Baj, number Bajirao nine? Mastani. Don't number even know nine? what that is. Number nine? Number nine? So strange. Number nine? But this has happened before, though. Do you remember? Where, uh, uh, maybe you wouldn't remember. What was the last know. movie? No, it was, uh, it was at least a year ago or so. Where the number ten on the top ten was actually some kind of uh, Bollywood film, right? I oh, know yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even really being—I mean, it was shown here, but it wasn't. And it was just something weird with the box office that week because other movies yeah. people hadn't seen the other movies. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. All right, but these big numbers. <clears throat> so if you don't want to go out and see one of these in theaters, which is absurd, uh, here's your new releases for the week. Starting with DVD and Blu-ray, uh, a film that I say just don't even see it. It's called Pan. Did you see it? No, I did not see Pan. Don't even bother. Pan. We reviewed it Starring... in episode. Good luck. <laughs> Hugh Jackman? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. And uh, Heath Ledger's voice. Is that true? No. Well, it's because the guy who plays Hook. Garrett Headland. Yes. Is doing, wants to be butch but has pretty pretty eyelashes <laughs> is doing the hardest like deep voice no, ledger voice that's just mm-hmm. how his voice is it's it's if you've seen another film with him in it so it's his voice so when we have the biopic of heath ledger he's gonna be playing heath ledger i mean i guess okay. I, no um, one should the play strange that thing role. <laughs> the, I, I agree the strange thing about pan is when we talked about it i had so many problems with it we both did mm-hmm. we we tore that movie up you Panned it. Yes, if you will. Yeah. I mean, the movie Jumped wrote out of the, the movie wrote its own pan. review. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, but I still enjoyed it because I, I, I like I, <laughs> I like magic and fantasy and stuff like that. Sure. And some of the action scenes were cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, not the end one because uh, it's stupid magic bullshit. <laughs> but uh, but like the color, like it's a visually really cool film. Visually. But I don't. Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah. We shouldn't always agree. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely not worth buying. Don't buy this movie. No, 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 no. Wait till it comes on HBO <laughs> and you have nothing else to do and you can't find the remote to change the channel. Yeah. Do you think HBO will even take it? I don't even think they'll take it. Anyway, 
So I'm going to be humming Star Wars music throughout I know. this episode. This I cannot help myself. Really something. I like it. Now for our DVD only here, I'm gonna we're going to play that game where you have to guess what this movie is about based on the little the information I'm going to give you. I did. It's, it's, I'm clicking buttons and it's, it's taking its time. God damn it. <clears throat> the film is called... Uh, no thanks. Thanks, pop-up. The film is called Nasty Baby. Nasty Baby. Uh, I can... Uh, we'll start with Benson. Yeah. Uh, on guessing what this film is about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will give you... Uh, oh boy, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, oh my. Are there lions, tigers, and bears? No. Uh, I'll give you... You can either have the three names that are on the poster... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, from the description that I have read, the name of the villain. Not interested. I'm just going to tell you what it's about. Okay. <laughs> have you seen this movie before? Hold on. No, I just don't think this is a winnable game. <laughs> so okay. I feel You've like there are close. no consequences. Uh-huh. This is a prequel to uh, Little Man, where that one actor who I can't remember was in The Little Man, but he has to pretend to be an infant this time instead of just a toddler to um. expose drug lords, let's say. Okay. And like, he, because he's making crass jokes, he's a nasty baby. Okay. I'll give you everything. No, no, no. Okay. I want to do what he just did. <laughs> oh. And this is this is a this Throwing is the book out. This is a sequel to Cry Baby. Oh, where uh, the the woman he's after the whole movie leaves him, hmm. and he decides to become a porn star. Oh. And uh, the nasty baby. The nasty baby. Yeah. Is his is his porn star name? All right. This film came out this year. Oh my goodness! It stars my... Kristen Wiig, oh. Sebastian oh. Silva, and Tunde Ad- Adabimpi. Uh, also, Alia Shawkat's in it. Nasty Baby centers on a Brooklyn couple, Freddie and his boyfriend Mo, who are trying to have a baby with the help of their best friend Polly. Mm. The film follows the trio as they navigate the idea of creating life while confronted by growing harassment from a menacing local known as the Bishop. As mm. things take a dark turn, their joyous pursuit of parenthood is suddenly clouded. Hmm. I think I heard about this film, mm. but I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Anything more than Kristen Wiig's in it. Okay. Interesting. I think our movies were better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, maybe not mine. <laughs> Sequel and prequel. I liked I like mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, new on Blu-ray. This one's familiar to Benson. I it think. is. Yeah, actually. I was surprised to see that there. Uh, new on Blu-ray. The Brain That Wouldn't Die. Yeah. This Tell me a, about it, Benson. It's a public domain film, which I know because it was uh, covered by me and friend of the show, Kevin Masterin. Back in the old Cypress College Media Network days when we oh. had a, a little MSTK MST Key 3-3 situation show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, oh, uh, it's actually, it's it's sort of, it's called The Brain That Wouldn't Die, but it's really, it's like a two-head situation. They, mm. The brain doesn't die, so they stick it and on. And they're also like a, an evil gorilla. Oh, there's so much weird shit they throw at the wall in this movie. This is the one with the cat fight, right? Where it has literal cat noises I during the cat so. fight? I believe okay. so, yes. There's a scene where two women fight and then literally it's cat noises. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the way movies used to be. <laughs> and then on on TVD, uh, we'll see if Benson wants to play this game, where we try and guess whether or not Jordan has seen. You mad because I found a way to break your game? <laughs> and then I didn't participate either. You never like that game. I don't. <laughs> uh, Jordan watches a lot of TV. This is a show that I honestly can say I've never heard of. No, I like this game. Dominion season you, two. You like this game? Okay, good. Dominion good. season two is coming out on TVD. Has Jordan seen it? I'm going to go with no. Can you Hard give some details about no. the show Dominion? I will, in fact. Unless, and, and remember, unless, there's degrees. You you can choose. That. I haven't seen it at all. Mm-hmm. I've seen the first season, oh, second right. season, or just like one episode. Or yeah. And this is the third season that's coming out on season TV? Season two. Season two on TV. Okay. 
Alex Lannan journeys to the legendary city of New Delphi, a human enclave with a dark secret, hoping to secure a military alliance with its mercurial leader. Back in Vega, Claire Ryzen faces an uprising against the city's rigid class system, pitting her against the disgraced David Wheel and his newfound rebel allies. While the war wages in the few cities left on Earth, Michael stumbles upon a mystery in the form of Mallory, a town seemingly untouched by mankind's celestial war. Let me explain those last two words before you continue. <laughs> celestial war means... The whole premise of this show mm-hmm. is angels had, have told God to F off, and they decided humankind doesn't deserve the earth anymore, so angels attack the earth and start killing everybody. Interesting. No, this is, see, Jordan seems to know this, but this could be... A little... Uh, trying a to throw me off the scent. I'm going to say zero. I'm going to say hard zero. I'm, I've, have heard of this show. Wow. Is it on sci-fi? I don't know where. Or Sifi. Maybe C-fi. It's, it might be on Sifi. I'm going to say Jordan has seen one season of this show. Okay. That is my official guess that I'm submitting. All the guesses are in? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have not seen a single episode. Damn. Yeah. Andrew wins this one. But I'm interested by the, the, by the plot. Yeah. And um, now that the second season's out on DVD, the first season should be on Netflix. So I look forward to checking this show out and seeing, seeing if it's any good. I mean, it's on a second season, but there are plenty of bad shows that are on multiple seasons. That's so true. We will, we will find out and maybe I'll report back. I don't know. See what happened was my brain was just looking into the future. So, <laughs> so I was correct, just to, not in this time space. Well, I mean, you are not present, Matt. You are future, Matt. That's correct. We know this. You're not aware. <laughs> this is I time, <laughs> Andrew, we, It's not being picked up on Mike, but Andrew is just showily. Um, what happened was I became head. so desperate to watch Star Wars The Force Awakened. That you put yourself in a freezer? After, well, after it was out of theaters, but before it had reached home video. Of course. That I felt the need to build a time machine so that I could travel back to watch it some more in theaters. I'd be willing to do that to wait for the uh, original unedited version of the original trilogy. Oh, I do that too. I watched, I watched those right before I met you today. Yeah. You know, Actually, I'm really surprised sure. that in the future they just don't keep showing... Star Wars: The Force Awakens over and over. They just, it's in theaters forever. Yeah. Well, um, one screen is always devoted to it, <laughs> right? It's yeah. a new law. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, spoiler alarm for real life guys. Uh, there's a there's a uh, uh, aliens show up in a few months, and they have created. They hate entertainment. Oh, so phase one of their destroy entertainment aliens. plan was they created a gun that destroys only movie theaters, and they fired that at the Earth, and there are no more movie theaters what? left. But then we won the war against the aliens. But we just didn't have films theaters after that. Exactly. Wow. But that's why we still have like DVDs and stuff. All the other mm. forms of entertainment. But were it fine. wasn't on DVD yet. Exactly. Oh no. That's why he came back. Yeah. That's oh. why I came back. It all makes sense. <laughs> but you're not yeah. even like gonna save us, are you? Is I there a plan? I, I mean, I told you. What, what else can I do? I told you it's coming. What else? What's he going to do? Can I, Travel I gotta, up to space and stop their theater weapon? I don't have weapon? a space machine. I have a time machine. Yeah. It's specific. I mean, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So that's everything that's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray that actually matters. Um, uh, when we come back, uh, we will have the review of Star Wars The Force Awakens, which we will attempt to have no spoilers in. Uh-huh. And then if you wait around till the end of the show, we'll have the discussion where I'm pretty sure it'll be the length of the entire show. Oh, yeah. We're just going to. It'll just be yeah. most of Luke most of the Skywalker show is a cyborg. Jesus Christ. Uh, so please stick around. That's true, but it's in Empire. <laughs> he gets the hand. <laughs> You're listening to Nerds Eye View. We'll be back with Star Wars The Force Awakens. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite. Unite! 
Who are you? I'm no one. Star Wars! <laughs> the Force Awakens! Oh, man. Yep. Directed by J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Okay. All right, that's what we're doing? I don't know. Okay. We gotta, we gotta, hey. We gotta spice it up? Written by, hey, this is a familiar name, Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, Ooh. the Kaz man. J.J. Abrams did some writing. Michael, Michael Ernst. Mr. Toy Story himself. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, cool. uh, you know, Lucas was, he made characters. He yeah. did stuff. <laughs> that's how he's credited. Starring Daisy Ridley, John Boyega. Oscar Isaac. Adam Driver. Harrison Ford. Leia. Kay- whose Kay- Kay- real name is called Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Peter Mayhew. Dom Hall Gleason. Andy Serkis. Boy! I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Anthony Daniels. Damn it. So that's the one I was trying to pull. <laughs> Max von Sydow. Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, and the rest. Kenny and Baker was a consultant on for R2-D2. He's, he's I could say now. another name, but it would be spoiler. Yeah, there's some spoiler names. Spoiler Ooh. names. Well, I mean, like, cameos? Barack Obama the, the, is in this movie. Spoiler. The cameos. The cameos. I don't consider those spoilers. All right. I don't, I, I'm going to save those for the discussion. Okay. Me, personally. But if either of you mention them, I'm going to pretend like you don't exist. Okay. You can't tell it's him until you know it's him. Gwendolyn Christie. I don't consider it a spoiler. That was the name. There you go. That's what you were looking for? You that can't tell it's Daniel Craig until you know it's Daniel Craig, which is why I don't consider that a spoiler. You know, it's true. It's also on headlines all over the goddamn yeah. internet and, already. And you yeah. can't, like... And it's I, not like him being in the movie is like, it doesn't, oh, not, James Bond is here. Yeah, you, only, Bond. <laughs> you only hear it, like, in his last statement, too, because his other lines are so monotone. No, yeah. the, I heard it in the middle I, statement. I heard it in a couple, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to hear it in the middle statement. Oh, because I most. heard it when he dropped, when he's like, and I'll drop my... I heard it there, and then I heard it in the middle statement. When he says oh, okay. scum, 
Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. That really. Oh, yeah. yeah I heard oh, it there, too. You're it right. Okay. Yeah. We're already saying too much and both too little. I don't even know how to, how to begin this review of this let's, film, let's except to say, say... Darth Vader is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> he crawled into the dead body oh. of Jabba the Hutt and is working him like a puppet and now is now a crime lord on Tatooine. Did you read George Lucas's original treatment? Not, no. Because that's it. No, <laughs> I can't... I, I wasn't... I was not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Leia is a Cylon. It's a crossover with Battlestar Galactica. Crazy, crazy. And as we already said, James Bond shows up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? What? Where to begin? Where to begin? It turns out Finn is Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> it also turns out a new Star Wars can be good. Yeah. Let's just all start by saying. Who would have thunk? <laughs> did, did we all enjoy it? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Hell yes, yes. Is what I said. Well, I mean, we've, we've all seen yeah. it. Uh, you've seen it three I've times. I've seen it three times. I've seen it twice. Twice. Exactly. We were recording the Monday after release, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, and, we, I, and we, I've I'm, seen it three times, and, and these two boys have seen it twice. I'm going to see it a third time this weekend with my family. I'm probably I'm I'm not stopping at three, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, I joked earlier that I'm going to use every move, movie pass that I have just to keep seeing this movie over and over again, but yeah, it's possible. That checks out. Because there are certain films I'm just not going to see, and uh, this one is worth seeing again. <clears throat> uh, I think we... We need to we need to talk about this film. I think we need to talk yeah. about. It's hard to be objective, though. It, I mean, that's that's one of the things. I mean, one of my notes is: is this real life? <laughs> because a, it's a funny statement. Yeah. And b, like, I don't know how to be objective with this. I don't even know. I mean, as a as a as a film critic, it's like we're we're not objective. I understand That's, that, but uh, we all kind of come from our own places and but, have our own criteria. But where does that subjection come from when my feelings are rooted in nostalgia so much? You know I, what I mean? Like like am I, I I it's hard to view this without taking all of my baggage into it. I'm definitely gonna say for sure uh, that as much nostalgia as there is inside of me, my enjoyment of this film is as is also as much about how well it's structured and how how like good i mean it's, how it's a good the script is good all by itself the story is good the characters are good yeah. it's it doesn't matter that like oh it's a little bit like a new hope it's like no it's, yeah, it's i don't like that it's argument a good either. story yeah like it's compelling it's this yeah. is this is a, a good movie yeah. uh, as as i was telling people right after i saw it like you could you could you know not have seen any of the other ones and this will still hit you yeah it's still a good it'll movie. still get you yeah it's still good the importance of the characters in it may not resonate with you, but they kind but, of they, they get that across in but, through dialogue and action, right? Yeah, yeah. You could see this separate and not have seen the other ones, and you, you would still it would still get you. Hmm. That'll be in twenty years. That'll be the new uh, preferred order. You start with the Force Awakens. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that's that's a that's kind of weird, right? That people have preferred orders. I, it's like what don't they say start with four then do did we one, talk two, about three? that in the car what yeah. is that, what is that order, yeah. I, I prefer I like I mean it's called the flashback order I call it uh-huh. the machete order that's what I heard it called machete I don't know why it's called that but that's what I heard it that's called that's a weird chop name it? You chop it I did not come up with this name that's what the internet calls that's it I'm not actually going defend it that's I'm, a really I'm weird name proposing All right. why well, I like to call it the flashback order simply because of that's what it kind of turns it into yeah you watch A New Hope and then you watch Empire Strikes Back you get the fact that the reveal of Darth Vader being Luke's father. Yeah. And then you cut out one. You don't watch one at all. <laughs> Smart. And then you watch two and three because okay. then two and three become Vader's flashback. Yeah. Of this is my life, this is how I became Vader. And then you come back with the turn of the Jedi after Luke's become a Jedi. Yeah. 
So and then seven, which we now have to include. And the then order. seven after. Yeah. yeah, I think that for me that makes tons of sense. I've got an alternative order. Please. Okay. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that works too. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, four, five, and six without the edits in it because please tell tell. Andrew, what you told me earlier. Oh, so what got the biggest boo in we your should, marathon? No, oh, we yeah. should definitely. Uh, oh, yeah, we should the, say so that I, 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 I went to a Star Wars marathon where he, I, we watched all seven films. Above and beyond yeah. is what mm. you did. Yeah. And so what happened there? <laughs> Thank you. You wrote about it for Agents of Guard. I did. That is true. You can go to agentsofguard.com and check that out. Cool. Uh, what you will not find in my article is what I will reveal now, which is what got the biggest boo. Because people were booing at points during the prequels. Of course. And during some of the special edition points in the original trilogy. As they should. Uh, the biggest boo of the, I was going to say night, but it was it spanned more than a night. <laughs> was was during which movie? It was during Jedi. Mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And it was when Hayden Christensen shows up as a force ghost. Oh, boo! Yeah. See, it got a boo, boo right boo. now in the room. Yes. It hits you. Yeah, but you don't like Force <laughs> Ghosts in general as well. Huh? You don't like Force Ghosts in general. I feel like the film can do without them. But I don't like that. That edit specifically, I think, makes the least amount of sense. Yeah, you're not alone here. Literally <laughs> zero horrible. sense. Some yeah. of the other edits, you can be like, well, whatever. No, 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 you can't. No. This one, this one logistically I mean, makes no can't. sense. No, there shouldn't have the been edits. all edits. are terrible. Uh, edits are bad, yeah. But, but yeah, the, that... Some of them come from a place of like the director wanting to make the film better even but, though he's wrong. But yeah. I brought that up, one is like that one also comes from that place. He's just no extra that, wrong. That comes from, hey, we have a sexy young guy. Let's put him in the old movie. No. It, it George be, Lucas absolutely thought that would improve because like this is this is the last time he was Anakin, so the ghost would be Anakin. Yeah. If it's him as an older man, that's the ghost of Vader and we and don't then, want that. Uh, I don't know who this impression is. It started as <laughs> I mean Nixon is telling it us about Star Wars. Bad George Lucas and then it got even further away from that. I mean just imagine someone like JK Rowling picking up all of the hair Harry Potter books and massively changing them and then destroying I mean, every old copy of the books. You're saying that and it's getting close. No, she's but, starting to do some crazy shit. But, but I'm, I'm worried. She's, but talking doing, about, she's talking about how she wanted Harry and Hermione to end up together. Well, she just every like year she comes out with a list of like, here's the things I would have done. Sorry. It's and, like, okay, see, that's unnecessary. Thanks. Like art should be put into the world and then exist. Yeah. It shouldn't be edited and changed. And if she time. wanted to do more, write another book. Yes. Don't do a play that only, you know, half a dozen people are going to be able to see <sighs> because we don't all live overseas. The unlawful child. What's it called? The de- the delightful child? No, it's no. the cursed child. The cursed it, child. It which you have to buy two tickets for. They're showing a play in two parts. You have to pay separately for what? each part. Yeah, this is insane. And it's it, it's taking the place of what the eighth book would have been. It's insane. I hate it. I'm mad. So this George, is like like what if what if episode seven was instead a play and it was only showing you know in one place and you had to pay a hundred dollars for it. That would suck, but I'd do it. <laughs> it was, okay, um, you would do it. But it would George suck. George yeah. Lucas is and was wrong, mm. and um, him no longer having control of the series. It's is, good for the series. For the best. It's good for the series. <laughs> yeah, because we all love this new movie. It's a great film. It's so good. Let's yeah. talk. It's so about good, my man. B B eight. eight. <laughs> yeah. I fell in love with that little droid the second I saw him rolling around the dirt in the first trailer. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say the movie did not disappoint. Yeah, he's so good. BB eight is so goddamn good. It's it's amazing you get so much personality from a ball with a magnetic topper on it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I, want, I wish I had a little BB eight friend to roll around and help me, me too. out. Yeah. It'd be yeah. so great. That's my dream. I now yeah. you know what this has become of me? Huh. I now understand the Avatar people who want to go live on Navi. Jesus oh God. no. <laughs> because I want to have a BB eight as badly as they want to live with the blue people. Yeah. My goodness. That's what Star Wars has done to me. BB eight is the best. Yeah. 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 
Except our, you know, our movie is good and the Avatar movie. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have that going. Oh man. Yeah, BB-8. BB-8 is the best. Yeah. And I really enjoy. I think it's it's just so crazy to me that like BB-8 has a journey. Yeah. A robot (laughs) has an emotional arc and journey. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, most the main cast does. Every single character has like wants and needs. They are characters. None of them are like there to just support another person. They're all have their own mission. They have their own thing. Yeah. They have their own arc. They have their own emotional payoffs. It's crazy. It's they, crazy how they good each have, this film they is. They each have their moments to shine in the yeah. movie. It's real good. It's so good. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about, uh, who do you want to start with? Finn? Ray? Which one? Oh my God. Silence, um, silent stairs. Well, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't we move to Poe next? Because he's the next person we po see. Poe we, we see BB-8 uh, first and then Poe. Okay. We're going We're in that order. Chronological. Why not? Why not? Sure. Poe Dameron is a great American. Mm-hmm. He's a hero of mine. Mm-hmm. I love Poe. He's cool as shit. Uh-huh. He's the best pilot out there. I'm going to be Poe when I grow up. We all want to be <laughs> Poe when we grow up. Poe's amazing. Poe's great. Yeah. Great. And so Oscar Isaac. Up. What a man. Great actor. It just it blows my mind that I saw him in um, Inside Lewin Davis. Ex Machina. Inside Lewin Davis. Then I saw Ex Machina, and then I saw a Most Violent Year. And he is oh. completely different people in each one of those movies. Uh, yeah. And he's, it's just, it blows my mind. He's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. And getting him for, I mean, this might be a little spoiler, he's not a huge part of the movie. He's in some key scenes. Well, I mean, if you don't know why, I can say in the discussion. Okay. Well, yeah. We can leave that for discussion. Uh, and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like he, that could have just been played by anybody because he's not that important. Mm-hmm. But holy crap he brings so much to the role that he's yeah. just he's the cool guy that you want to be friends with mm-hmm. and it's perfect yeah do you know what his third ever acting role was by the sucker way sucker punch uh, on, uh, no it was well before that yeah. from 2005 Oscar Isaac's third ever acting role you, there's no way you can get this so I'm okay. going to tell you I give up it's from a film called Lenny the Wonder Dog <laughs> and he played a character known as Fartman good spelled uh. Fartman but I think it's supposed to be a name so I'm going to say Fartman I like it that Beautiful. Was, that, that, and from, now, from humble beginnings to fucking Poe Dameron. I mean, when you look at his just rise as an actor, mm-hmm. those movies I described are all fantastic films. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like he's the the casting director. Uh, I don't know their name. Did an amazing job bringing these people together. Like before we talk about more actors and actresses, this is an amazing group of people who all did a great job. Hell yeah, it is. So. Right. Do, do we want to talk a little about Kylo Ren? About Adam Driver? Um, well, this is a character sort of shrouded in mystery before the film's release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So based on that, I mean, you can guess that it's spoiler-heavy, this character. I don't know. It's going to be yeah, tough I, to talk yeah. about him. <clears throat> but I, I think, I think, but I think you can, the, way, the way he's written and the way he acts and uh, the way Adam Driver plays him with and without the mask on um, is perfect. Adam for, Driver is a fucking phenomenal actor as yeah, well. Yeah, and I was telling him this earlier in the car. Uh, this makes me want to go watch Girls, which is I'm a sorry. show... I'm sorry. <laughs> a show that I'm not normally interested in, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but like I just want to see him in another acting role. Adam Driver is very, very good What's well. he, What's that movie that he's in with Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller While time. We Were Young? Yes. While I want to see that. Go watch that young. instead of Girls, please. Okay, I want to no. see that. I, Girls is better than that movie. I haven't seen that movie. I've seen Girls... And I've seen girls, but I haven't seen the trailers for that movie. And I, I go girls. I'll, I'll watch both. I'm sorry. <laughs> watch Her, Francis Ha. 
I got to season two of Girls, and I just was like, oh, this took a turn for shit. I want to see Francis Ha, too. He's in Francis Ha. Watch that. Okay, cool. Um, oh, Francis Ha is good. And yeah, that's on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch the hell out of that. So, uh, no, I just love the way that character's written, and um, some people Oh, and may... by the way, in Inside Lewin Davis, he's great in that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about he's that. He's the outer space guy. Uh-oh. Outer <laughs> space. That's how he says it in the movie. There's a great... That's really funny. I mean, yeah. Him and Oscar Isaac are in scenes together in Inside Lewin Davis. This is where I leave you as an end of the film, by the way. Oh, what? I feel like we said a different thing. While we're For young. One. That's a movie. Oh, he's it's two in. different movies. Yeah. See, I always mess up the name This Is Where I Leave You, so I assumed that we had messed it up because oh, I always mess yeah. up that name. No, he's in that film I forgot well. he was in that film. I apologize. 100% forgot. Um, because that film, yeah. But, but I feel like... Oh, he's in Lincoln, too. One of oh, the that's things, right. Everybody was in Lincoln. I, I was in Lincoln. Oh, and he's in J. Edgar. Don't remember that. Um, I, think, I think everything about that character makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, yeah. we have a character that is conflicted and, and everything that he is... And, and unlike cool unlike Anakin uh-huh. in the prequels, his actions make sense, and just his personality and the way he he like views the world and interacts with it is perfect for the way he is written. It's mm-hmm. it's super well done. It it might not be the villain we all like want because the crazy thing is Vader Vader is such an amazing villain. Mm-hmm. And that maybe that's one of our problems with the prequel so much is it takes that amazing villain and gives you the stupidest backstory, a, a just whiny the little weakest, kid. crappiest backstory. And for for what we have here, like he may not be as badass as Vader. I'm just gonna say that up front. Spoilers, no spoilers, whatever. But man, is he interesting? Mm-hmm. And I want to know more about him. And I want to see where he goes, mm-hmm. see his journey from mm-hmm. here. And that's that's more than I could ever say for the prequels. I also, uh, I mean, I don't think we'll talk much about Dom Ho Gleason, but I really enjoyed, uh, uh, he plays General Hux. Oh, man, that's and they speech. Have a, they have a... That's uh, speech. Man, him him, speech, him and Kylo Ren kind of have an interesting relationship. In it's that like they, two brothers. They work together, but they're adversarial. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. It's kind of, weird way, a more in-depth version of the Vader-Moff Tarkin relationship yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, where yeah. they're playing off of each other and they're both yeah. working for the same master, mm-hmm. but you can tell there's a rivalry there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, man... He gives a speech in the film, and he goes 110% in that speech. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an impassioned speech. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Who, who? Let's talk about Finn. Good. Played by the great John, John Boyega, Boyega from Attack the Block. Yeah. yeah. A, fa- a fantastic film. If anyone is listening, hasn't seen Attack the Block, go watch that film. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's great. It, it is a great film, and it's, it's crazy how... Uh, he, he, I mean, he just he sounds so different from that film to Star Wars. Well, he's got a great American accent, and it's yeah. it's crazy to me that I didn't for a beat I didn't go oh he doesn't sound the same like I was just like yes I'm, I'm there yeah, I'm just in yeah I mean because he's so good yeah it's it's just so but I knew that when I watched Attack the Block I was like this guy's going somewhere this guy it took good. him a while but he's here. Yeah. And we're all appreciating him now. Yeah. So thank goodness. And it's good where we, we, we spend a little time with the character before we, we kind of know it's him necessarily. Yeah. He plays a stormtrooper. That's in the trailer. Yeah. So and we that. get a lot of emotes from him inside the armor. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've, his body language is amazing. And well, they do the smart movie thing where they sort of mark his armor. Yes. Sort of the, them so we so know. you, can you call it a out? smart movie thing. I call it like a, come on. <laughs> but it works well I here. Love oh, it. it works oh, well it, here. Of course it works well, but it's just like, it's such a, it is such a movie thing where yeah. it's like you have a, a bunch of people who look the same and then one of them, oh, he has like a stripe. Yeah. <laughs> 
This one's like but see, other blood ones, I've called a smart one here because they do it so well. Here. And, and yeah. other ones are marked too. Like you could tell who's in the higher chain of command because their they armor's a little pads, different. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's other markings. Well, and of course, too. there's Captain Phasma. Yeah. Who, uh, I mean. Oh, it, I mean, that's. She's not in it much. Yeah. I mean, that's. I hope she's in the other films more. Because mm-hmm. she's really. Good. Who knows? I like that actress. She's great. Gwendolyn Christie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so so Finn, uh, he's he's pretty great. Yeah. He has a real he has a real journey here, and something that I mean hasn't been seen in a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you kind of that is strangely like touches on stuff that's happening today. His backstory, in particular, I guess. I, don't I mean, know. I, we can save it till discussion. Sure, but I mean, his origin mm-hmm. is dark. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I like that he's sort of he's kind of like a, a in terms of like he's the one who's kind of more self interested and just wants to get away from the civil right. war. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of Han Solo esque of him. He, but he's like Han Solo esque without the cool because he's he's more just kind of uh, you know clumsy. And, I mean, and he's jokingly oh, yeah. he's jokingly called Big Deal by Han Solo. Yeah. Well, and then when he's uh, in an early like the, oh, one of the first few scenes, he's trying to escape and he's like he's like be cool, be cool, yeah. <laughs> and, and po- cool. pose like. I'm I'm calm, and he's like, no, I'm talking, I'm talking to myself. myself. <laughs> talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. um, but but he's also in a weird way more kind of sympathetic than Han because whereas Han at the start of the first Star Wars, is just, he seems like it's just a self-interested, you know, smuggler who shoots Greedo first. Um, <laughs> whereas he's like he has legitimate reason to be afraid and to want to get away. Yeah, and but so that, but he also has the core of him that wants to do the right thing. Yeah, but he's but he just, he's so he afraid. Yeah, yeah. Finn's great. Finn's Finn is great. Yeah, and he's really funny. Mm-hmm. We should, we should, I feel like we should say that now. This film has a lot of really good jokes in it, yeah. good humor, the way the characters interact with each other. It's and I'll tell you, watching, I mean, watching the originals with an audience like I did right before this, uh-huh. you forget how much humor is in those. Right. And like the audience is laughing along just as much as those as they are this new one. And then in the prequels, it's all slapstick, dumb stuff with Jar Jar Binks and yeah. no one's laughing. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It seems like in the prequels they invented a droid for every slapstick possibility. Oh yeah, yeah. the droids it's so crazy like the way they just portray any sense of logic of how these droids have worked just so they can be they can be like dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Ray. Ray. Love Ray. Mm-hmm. I could, I will say I'm surprised because I, I knew I loved Oscar Isaac going in, I loved John Baker going in from other work. I hadn't really seen a lot of Daisy Ridley before this. Film. How many other things have she I been think in? she's in one TV show. That's what I thought look. too, yeah. right? Like yeah. Nothing. But she and it's real neck and neck and neck. But she may be my favorite of the new three. She's, she's so great. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like she's she just becomes Ray, mm-hmm. the actress. Yeah, and yeah. And she has a very uh, like I just all of them have interesting journeys. Yeah. Yes. But hers is very much uh, like you kind of you kind of feel for her. You kind of go like, oh wow, like what like what a life that she's living on this. Because yeah, it shows planet. you it shows you, you know? the life in the uh, a day in the life of a of a scavenger. Yeah, like she's just straight up. She's scavenging old, dead mechanical things and, and just it, to get food. It's kind of uh, I don't know if it's like sim- symbolic even, but like here she is in the ghost of like it, much like our nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like here's this is what the old she's films living on are. A battlefield like, here's of the where, old films. Here's where we left off, and here's where we are now. Yeah, and she's trying to get what she can out of it, and it's kind of like the film isn't you know scavenging. The film yeah. stands on its own. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I don't know. I like that. And by the end of the film, she's not a scavenger anymore. Mm-mm. She's in charge of her destiny. Mm. And she starts off in a place where she's waiting for other people. She's literally just waiting. Yeah. Yeah. And she, yeah, she finds her place. Mm. Or at least, at least a, a journey she wants to go on. Yeah, there's this, this 
sort of throughout the movie, the little kind of character thing I loved with her is she's always just like kind of like a little delighted by things by is these she, adventures because it's happening. so interesting and it, just, it just shows just a little bit in her face uh-huh. and it's just, oh it's so good because even when she's in like a place where she should be scared for her life she's scared but she's also like this is amazing yeah because she spent her whole life there's one um one line she has uh which I don't know, it's kind of not really a spoiler where she says, I didn't know there was so much green in the whole universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just that she has this look of wonder on her face and it's, it's beautiful because that's how we kind of feel as fans. I feel like when we watch these good star Wars films, you know, they, they enhance our imagination. They take us on these journeys and we see that in her where at the same time, she's also a good person and she, she's very self-reliant. I'm, I love that we have a female character that doesn't want or need anybody's help, but appreciates companionship when she finally gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she hasn't up to this point. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I'll save it for the discussion, actually. I was going to say something, but yeah. I'll save it for the discussion. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one point where Finn like grabs her hand a couple times as they're running from something. Mm-hmm. I'll say with no spoilers. Yeah. And she keeps going, stop grabbing my hand. Yeah, I, I know can how to run. run. <laughs> I can run without you holding my hand. <laughs> yeah. And that is fantastic. She's mm-hmm. so strong. Mm-hmm. And I love that we come to her and she's already strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Her journey is not about finding strength. Her journey is about like finding her feet in this situation that she's unfamiliar with, and that's cool. Can we talk about Harrison Ford and maybe also Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're in the trailers, so we yeah. can, we can talk baseline stuff. Uh, they're as good as ever. Yeah. I, yes. I, yes. If not better, it's it's somehow yeah. it, this is the time has enhanced their performances yeah. for for me. When when Harrison Ford, Ford like comes in onto the scene, mm-hmm. right? I'm not gonna say where, uh, but he like he walks into a room and he just sets his hand on stuff, and he just smiles, mm-hmm. and it's just this look of recognition and familiarity. Yeah. And I stopped seeing Harrison Ford and I saw yeah. Han Solo because he was home. <laughs> it was well, and the, the other guys like even uh, I mean so good. Not not to discredit any you know performance, but Peter Mayhew. Yeah, as Chewbacca, amazing. Yeah, he's yes. great. It's it's so so great. Like nothing's yeah. ever changed. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, and their interplay, the way they talk to each other, and it's 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 perfect. The same There's, or better. It's because it's it's had all these years on it, where now yeah. they more than ever they complain to each other, but yeah. also because yeah. it's, it's more fun. There's yeah. that great line again with no spoilers, where Han's talking to somebody else. And then he just looks over at Chewie after Chewie says something. And he goes, "Oh, you're cold." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so great. Just, yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. Just all on its own. Yeah, because we know their relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like anytime like someone says something about Han, Chewie will always confirm it in the way that Han doesn't want it confirmed. Yes, it's like he'll, <laughs> he'll always say something or make a body motion, yeah. and you're like, "Oh yeah, no, he knows." <laughs> yeah, Chewie just goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stuff." so good uh, there's so much dialogue here without people even saying anything mm-hmm. it's beautiful uh, alright so we've gone through the characters uh, I, I say aces on the plot mm-hmm. that's a this is a solid story yeah yeah. all on its own and when you consider it within you know what happened in 4, 5, and 6 the context of the rest of the movies yeah and I do think it will I think it will once we see the other movies it will be seen kind of like an Empire Strikes Back type thing where it's it's a link more than its own story but even watching it as its own it works as its own story yeah yeah. but I yeah. think I think it, it, I think when you if you really break down most of it is linking things yeah but it, it somehow works on its own which is really impressive yeah it shouldn't because yeah. it, it's really bridging. Yeah. It's bridging because 
Uh, I heard it brought up in another podcast, but J.J. Abrams is someone who really captures the feeling of things. Yeah. And he can emulate, like when he made Super 8. Yeah. Like that is, a, that, is that feels like a Spielberg film. Yeah. Even though and it's not. He, and when he made Star Trek, it feel, felt like a Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Though. Yeah. No, I'm, like, just, I'm saying like he, he, it's because he has that talent and he was just more interested in using it for Star Wars back course, then than Star course. Trek. But, and but, guess what? That works out when he's actually making a Star Wars movie. But I think one of the reasons why he's so good with this film is because it was his job mm-hmm. to bring that feeling back. Yeah. Because that feeling was lost. Yeah. We had it with the original. We lost it with the original. We lost it. It was sure. gone. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I, I can watch those original movies. I cannot watch those prequels. Yeah. I just, I don't care about those people. Yeah. And I don't feel the same way. And after watching this film multiple times, it feels like Star Wars. And J.J. Abrams did an amazing job. And that was his job. His job was to bring the feeling back and create this link again. So that way... Uh, who's who's next? Ryan Johnson or is he yeah, on the Ryan third? Ryan Johnson's Ryan next. Johnson, and then who's on the? Colin Trevorrow until we until I can do something about that. Okay, so but like it was his job to set up this universe for us again, mm-hmm. so that way we can get into the real meat of I'm where these sure stories he'll still are be going. Involved, well, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like more a writing, consultant, and yeah. producer type. Yeah, but I mean, like that that was his job, and he did it. Yeah, perfectly. Well, I think, and that's to the credit of the fact that these new characters, we care about them. So much. It's, I mean, when you look at what the prequels did, uh, as much as like that one, in a sense, brought back old characters, but as new, you know, in new, new actors, new actors and, yeah. you know, it, it was kind of like, yeah, sure, I guess we care about, you know, Obi-Wan. I mean, Ewan McGregor, he's as good as he is. It's like, you can't save a movie yeah. like that. Yeah. But then you look at the new characters that, you know, like Padme and, uh, Jar Jar, like for like, Just who, who gives worst. a shit? Like, we, like get out of here. We, I didn't care about anyone in those movies. Like, but then you were it, immediately we're introduced to all these new characters, and we're like, oh, we we get it. They yeah. they're people. Like this yeah. is like we are people. The second we see BBA, we're like, oh, this is a better character and, than and, anyone. And Poe Poe yeah. yeah. says like five sentences, and I'm already worried for him. Yeah, I want him to survive that situation yeah. that he's in in the beginning I mean, of the movie. Him and BBA, I'm like, oh no. Like it just really touches me. I care. I'm these, like, oh shit! I, I want I want these people to be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a mark of a good film. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna say. Uh, anything else in this general review before we? I'm ready to, to let loose. Yeah, with some just spoilers. just go see it. I mean, we've all seen it multiple times, mm-hmm. and it's it hasn't dampened our feelings. It maybe made us appreciate it even more. So, if you haven't seen this movie, go see it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. We got The Hateful Eight. We got Joy. We got Point Break, Daddy's Home, and Concussion. Before we get to guess the ending, let's give out some thanks, starting with Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout. We got the from the YouTube Audio Library. Yay. YouTube.com slash audio library. If you like our logo, you should go looking for Justin Keys on. He's a writer at Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. Check that out. That's yep. where you wrote something. Uh, I did. If, if you like podcasts, then you should check out Shut Up Leonard. And if you don't, why are you listening to this? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Shut Up Leonard is a community podcast that Benson and I do, and it's quite nearly over. Plugs. No, Plugs. no, Plugs. not allowing it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, That's an inside joke for the Shut Up Leonard fans. And uh, uh, another podcast that I do is Pick Your Path. That's a Choose Your Adventure style enhanced inside podcast. Me. Where you, the listener, <laughs> get to make choices as Jordan the story. Jordan wouldn't feed me a Tim Tim. <laughs> he made that choice. <laughs> If you choose to feed Benson a Tim Tam, thank you though. Go to chapter three. You're very welcome. Uh, that's the kind of thing you'd hear on Pick Your Path, benvnetwork.com slash pyp. 
Uh, go check that out if you like choose your adventure stories. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about optogab.org, readwave.com, and his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. I feel like I had one other thing to plug specifically for myself. Can't remember what it was. I'm going to pass it off to Jordan. I do streaming for a website called GamersHallWeekly.com. We cover all types of video game stuff, but my focus is on doing uh, Let's Plays. So I will be there Saturday. I'm either going to do Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U or Just Cause 3 again because that game was super fun and we had tons of viewers last week, way more than normal. And uh, so I'm probably going to be doing that on Saturday. You can follow us at GA Weekly uh, on Twitter and then GamerSaltWeekly.com and you can follow me at TrueValk. And I just wanted to say a special thank you to my friend in Australia because we polished off an entire thing of Tim Tams together and it was amazing. So thank you. Benson? Go to BenViewNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there. I'm on a lot of them. Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D-R Matt Benson. And give someone a hug. Tell them Matt Benson sent you. <laughs> That's what I want to plug today. Uh, weren't you also on a music podcast? Go to Ben. <laughs> Repeat all as a music podcast I was on. Check that out. Uh, it's a cool show where every episode is about a specific album that we listen to on repeat for a week before recording. Uh, and I did The Next Day by David Bowie. So check that out. Ooh, uh, it's nice. called Repeat All. Yeah, that was the one I was on a couple weeks ago with uh, Demon Days by Gorillaz. That's cool. That was a fun time. Uh, you should also check out... Nope, I had it and I lost it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, up, upcoming, we'll be on Extra Damage oh, at yeah. some point. Check that out, yeah. Before the end of the year? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's their year-end wrap-up. Yeah, they just posted one of them, but it wasn't us. Okay. Well, we're on... Yeah, we're on two of them. <laughs> we're on two of them, at least. So go check them out. They're on... The Benview Network. Oh, you should also check out, I mean, because we talked about it enough, but I'm sure they have more to say, Star Wars Nerds Unite. Oh, yeah. Which is also sure. on the Benview Network. My yeah. goodness. Uh, they did a special episode for the new movie yeah, because nice. that's what their whole show is. And, <laughs> right, yeah. Every week they either talk about a comic, they talk about a, a game, they talk about just all kinds of things that are in the new media canon yeah, there's of a lot. Star Wars. And there's go to go see Star Wars. And also go one see last plug I want go. to say is go watch Star Wars Episode 7 The just Force go do Awakens it. Yeah. just go do it uh, and you can check out all the great Benview Network podcasts BenviewNetwork.com uh, our personal website NEVpodcast.com email us NEVpodcast at gmail.com and on Twitter at NEVpodcast my personal Twitter is at Podcaster Andrew y'all said yours mm-hmm. so now it's time for guess the ending you'll never guess how it ends and the first one up is Benson I'm going to be talking about a film called Point Break Directed by Erickson Core, not a real name. Starring <laughs> Edgar Ramirez, Luke Bracey, Ray Winstone, and Teresa Palmer. A young FBI agent infiltrates an extraordinary team of extreme sports athletes he suspects of masterminding a string of unprecedented, sophisticated corporate heists. Point Break is inspired by the classic 1991 hit. That was all the way back in 1991? Jesus Christ. So, you got young uh, Johnny Utah played by one of those names i said one of them uh he's with the fbi he's got to infiltrate this gang of extreme sports and through the i mean it's all on the thing i said um <laughs> so we're, we're doing it and and you'll remember in the original film they were surfers who robbed banks but uh because it's 2015 everything's got to be more extreme so they're doing these extreme crazy sports where they're you know base jumping off clips and cliffs and shit like that and clips clips and uh clippy yeah in case you need help 
uh, and they're they're robbing corporations instead of just banks. Everything is more extreme, and and so therefore is the love between Johnny Utah and Bodhi. Uh, it's even more extreme than in the Keanu Reeves Patrick Swayze film. Oh my goodness! They become lovers. Um, it's very respectful. It's not like done as a joke. It's just this is a, a, a gay love story, and no one even comments on it. It's just a normal thing. Yeah, they're just but extreme. Yeah, but extreme. So I mean, we can't see it in the movie because it's a real movie. But if you saw the sex they got up to, oh boy, it's extreme. Yeah, um, but this whole time, Johnny Utah's still with the FBI. Oh. He's still got to do his job. He's still got to bring Bodie in. My goodness. So he's chasing him down. Bodie's getting away. It's that classic moment that's in the original film as well. He's got his gun drawn on Bodie, but in a fit of love for Bodie, he cannot bring himself to fire. So he turns and he fires at the sky. But guess what? Because everything is more extreme, it's not just a normal handgun. It's a super powerful extreme gun that blows up the sun. And the world ends, and that's the end of the film. His love for Bodhi was so powerful. It destroys the It was so extreme that it destroys the earth. Was this film uh, paid for by fundamental Christian groups? <laughs> That's correct, yeah. Okay. It's, <laughs> the message here. This and is the, what happens. Yeah. So the, the sun blows up, which destroys the earth, and then the screen goes black, and there's just a message that says, this is what gay leads to. Not even, not even like, this wow. is what gay partnerships, gay love, this is what gay leads to. Yeah. That's what it says. Uh-huh. I don't want to see this movie anymore. No, it's, I mean it's a it's a horrible message. It's and it's weird because it started out like so respectful of gay relationships in the in the actual film itself. Do you think it's going so they well? They just turned it on turned it on its head there. Uh, I hate when they do that. You know they're getting smarter because they're saying if we just come out saying you know God hates faggots, gay people aren't going to come see that movie. If we trick them into thinking it's a gay love story mm-hmm. and then hit them with the Jesus punch, that's how we're going to the Jesus them. punch. Yeah, even <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. You didn't know that? No, I Jesus punch. We must have read different Bibles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a shuriken, but uh, he yells Jesus punch as he punches. Yeah, it, it, Jordan actually read a chick track. <laughs> Someone told him <laughs> it's the Bible. <laughs> All right. Wait, I was reading the one man punch manga. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I guess it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing Daddy's Home, directed by Sean Anders, starring Linda Cardellini. Oh. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell, and Alessandra Ambrosio. Ambrosio? I don't know. That's a word. Uh, mild, mild-mannered radio executive strives to become the best stepdad to his wife's two children. But complications ensue when their free-willing and free-loading real father arrives, forcing him to compete for the affection of the kids. So, uh, in a strange turn of events, uh, this film is kind of connected two-point break, in that over the course of this film, uh, when Will Ferrell's trying to do the best for these kids and and be a good stepdad, uh, Mark Wahlberg spends a lot of time walking around this film shirtless. And uh, let's just say that they connect. And (laughs) they realize that they have feelings for each other. And they, by the end of the film, uh, it's very confusing for Linda Cardellini, but uh, by the end of the film, there's he's still a stepdad. Okay. So he's, he keeps his stepdad role, but him and Mark Wahlberg have moved in, and they have this like beautiful relationship. Oh, that would make him still a stepdad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, it's it's nice though because he's a good opposite to Mark Wahlberg's character. He's more grounded, and you know he kind of brings compassion and, and you know structure to the relationship, and you know. They have a nice home because obviously Mark Wahlberg is very good at carpentry. Yeah, he builds that beautiful uh, treehouse, and uh, the the kids are you know they're okay with it because they they like both of these guys, 
and they get to hang out with their stepdad and their real father. And uh, Belinda Carnalini is just real confused by the end of this film. <laughs> she doesn't know how to take this. Yeah. She just watched her, her ex-husband and her, her, her new boyfriend or whoever he might be. I don't know if they're married or not. Uh, like, be together. So she, by the end of this film, she needs to talk to somebody because she's, she doesn't know, you know, it's definitely not her fault. And it's very clear. They try yeah. to make it clear to her. It's not, nothing she did, but, you know, two men in a row. It's kind of weird, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but pretty much everyone's happy, you know, by the end of this. Christmas is uh, Christmas and New Year's and, and all the all the holidays are kind of awkward. Mm. A little awkward. Yeah. But everyone's happy, so that's good. All that's right. It. I've got concussion. Oh, and do you daddy's I, home, by the way. Yeah. I don't but know. instead of daddy's home, it's daddy's yeah. home. Yeah, it's because there's two daddies. Yeah. That's a hidden. That's a hidden. I'll say I don't have a concussion. I'm gonna guess concussion. <laughs> you don't have a concussion directed that? by Peter Landesman starring Will Smith Luke Wilson Smith Gugu Mbatha Ross Smith and Alec Baldwin Smith my goodness in Pittsburgh accomplished pathologist Dr. Bennett Umalu uncovers the truth about brain damage in football players who suffer repeated concussions in the course of normal play now uh, originally this film had a very different ending but the NFL got involved mm. they basically said we're going to sue you we're going we're gonna to stop this from like, I know that you've made and finished this film, but we're going to force you to make all these changes because what you're saying is uh, unlawful about our great institution. Uh, and so, basically, the whole plot of this, which was based on a true story about this, these really horrific things that were happening, uh, it's basically, uh, it's one of those classic, uh, uh, I'd call it like a, a Jim Carrey uh, uh, comedy where uh, the Dr. Bennett Umalu discovers that if he faces someone and he says to them, tell the truth, they must tell the truth. <laughs> and so he basically, he goes around uh, getting people to reveal their crimes and uh, he saves the day for a lot of people. Uh, but, n- but the NFL, they just, they go on doing mm, what they're going to do. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's that film. <laughs> so now we can end the guessing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> was that goodness. stressful for you? It was. Yeah. yeah. It was the period of guessing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can end the guessing. And uh, sign off uh, for this great, great episode about Star Wars. Uh, is uh, If you stay until after the theme song plays, you will hear our discussion of the Star Wars, which has all the spoilers. Yeah, we get and, into it. Uh, a lot of the fun talk about all the different things. Uh, but until next week, which I don't know what we're going to do next week. Uh, I'm definitely seeing Hateful Eight, but yeah. that's, that's just me. We can review another thing if you want. No. I think we should do Hateful Eight. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, yeah. Until next week, uh, this has been episode 255 of Nerds I View. I'm Andrew. I'm Matt Benson. I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, if a suited dude comes up to you and says, I'm with the resistance, this is what we look like, go with him. Hey, Internet, I'm Benson Boy, and I'm here to tell you about light stores. What's a light store? <laughs> it's, what, it's, what, it's what they call lightsabers in my country. We call them stores.
this is your last chance if you're listening to leave if you haven't Turn seen this off. the star wars go watch it. or if you care about spoilers in any sense because we are going to let loose yep and then come back and listen to the rest of the show well no this is at the end well no i'm saying if you've gotten to this point and you uh, haven't watched star wars pause the show watch the star wars put the phone watch in your pocket the star wars. Yeah. watch it and then as soon as the credits pop up Press play. Back in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, can we do spoilers now? Yeah. Han Solo dies at yeah. the hand of his son, Kylo Ren. Yeah. The grandson of Darth Vader. Yes. yes. Ben is his birth name. Ben I love Solo. that his name is Ben. Yeah, after Ben Kenobi. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And Kylo because Ren turned to the dark side after training with Luke and something went bad, so Luke disappeared. Yes. Luke's hiding. He shows up at the well, end of the film. He yeah. turns around. He looks at Rey. He gives a look. She holds out the lightsaber. I and he, died. And, and I looks, died. Because he looks sad. Well, and also, he sees that lightsaber there's a, and he just... There's hardens. also a nod. There's some, there's some, some knowing there's, it's recognition. It's a recognition. Like, uh, he knows it's his. He knows yeah, it's his. That's... that. And t- not just his, because there's his shit. that he built himself, and there's this one, which is his and Vader's. Do you want to yeah. hear my theory on why it hurts him to see that? Oh, first of all, can I tell you what, what's the deal with Poe? If what? you haven't already read it. What? He was supposed to die in that first scene. He what? was supposed to for real be dead. J.J. Uh, Abrams came to Oscar Isaac. He said, hey, I want you to show up, but you're going to only be in the first scene. And Oscar Isaac was like, ah, I don't know. I guess it's a cameo. Slept on it. The next day, he calls up J.J. He says, yeah, I'll do it. J.J. says, we figured it out. You're in the whole movie. <laughs> Maybe more. He was Thank just God. like... Thank God. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. Poe is so Which, great. I mean, that's literally the only thing that I was like, that's a little weird because he, he disappears for like an hour. Yeah. Comes back and then all he says is like, oh yeah, I just, I flew away from the crash and then they found me. No ship, no you. <laughs> I thought you were dead. Yeah. It, well, I mean, but that's also a great moment for both BB-8 and Finn to be reunited with him yeah. in completely separate ways. Yeah. Like, totally different relationships, but also it's super, it's super great. Yeah. 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 You feel and really it's like, about that. they kind of have this instant bond, but it makes sense because when you think about where Poe was and, and how Finn rescued him mm-hmm. and then the fact that without even him ever thinking he'd ever see him again, Finn completed his mission. Yeah. It's like, yeah, these dudes are going to be instant friends. Yeah. yeah. Super, super good. Well, and l- almost literally Poe names Finn. Like that's... Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's his real a, name that's is FN2187? I think Something. that's close enough. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Whew. Oh, that's do you know who one of the Stormtroopers was, by the way? I noticed in the credits. Who? Michael Giacchino. Oh, yeah, I knew about that. I did not know about that. Uh, apparently, Kevin Smith is also a voice. The article that I read did not know who, but he's a voice somewhere. Huh, interesting. Um, so... I have a theory on why looking at that lightsaber hurts, hurts Luke, Luke yeah. at the end of the film. Oh, because I think Kylo mm, used yeah. his lightsaber to kill every all the other students. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why he's. I mean, why else would a Jedi not want to be around his? Lightsaber? Well, because yeah. I mean, it, it's very poignant where Maz Kanata says, "Oh, I have the I have the saber, and I'm not going to tell you why." Right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. You, we're getting bombed, so just take it and go. And why? And why Kylo Ren says, "Give me that; it's mine." Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that could be read as it, it was. It blunt. I know, but I think first. I think that's why he wants it so yeah. bad, though. Yeah, and he literally has Vader's melted helmet yeah. to yeah. speak to. And speaks yeah. to it. <laughs> he has a room for it, a yeah. specific room. And I kind of like that. You know, like his relationship with Vader works on a meta level too, where it's like everyone's going to be comparing this villain to Vader, mm-hmm. and it's and the, he's it's the job of himself. this, yeah, and it's the job of this villain within the li- the story and in real life to live up to Vader, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's a lot of pressure and his fear that he's not going to be good enough. Yeah, or but strong. I, I also like as much as um, I mean, Jordan, you said a, a loaded statement earlier where you said he's not as badass as Vader, <laughs> but I mean, in the sense that I also like that we see that he's full of all that just pure rage yeah. yeah but it's not it never is really directed at people 
which I think is interesting. It's he, he destroys he destroys like a computer yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. He you know he chokes that guy, but he lets him go. Like, yeah. He he when Ray escapes, he goes crazy on that room, and we get uh, that great moment where the oh, two stormtroopers come around the corner, funny see what's moment. happening, and they Back go, away. "We've he's seen like, this hey, before." Hey, uh, <laughs> he's freaking out again. We need to go the other way. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's very different from Vader, but I like it. I like that it's kind of it's his rage, but he yeah. he always seems to channel it. Like at something where he doesn't really hurt people. Because he's got this inner turmoil. Yeah. And and it's beautiful. He says that he can feel the light pulling towards him. And in in these movies, we've always heard of like the damning pull of the the dark dark side. side. Yeah. But this is a person on the dark side yeah. who's feeling the pull or of the light. Desperately wants to be on the dark side. Whether yeah. or not however you want to read it, it's he's yeah. he's so conflicted. Yeah. It's crazy. This is so conflicted that in order to like damn himself further and to destroy his sorry that cat just jumped on the wall and destroy yeah, that, that cat his, walks by every once in a while yeah. uh, like destroy he's trying to kill his connection to the light mm-hmm. yeah. and he in in his attempt to do so he kills his own father yeah yeah <sighs> yeah that's hard that's rough stuff I don't, I don't like to think about that uh, <laughs> it makes me sad I want to talk about boy. so okay I want to talk all about Kylo Ren this is the Kylo Ren hour so okay. yeah uh, that even though okay we all knew like yeah it's Adam Driver playing him yeah. when he takes off that mask for the first time that was still kind of like a, a crazy shot because we're so used to I think under a mask some, you know like a scarred yeah. person yeah and he calls and he just she, looks she calls him a creature yeah yeah, yeah. The, the horrible creature under there and, and it's kind of like and he's just it's this crazy thing where I don't he, know he pulls it off and you see this that beautiful head of hair oh he's got beautiful, beautiful hair beautiful man. beautiful well, as a bald man I'm super <laughs> jealous of his, as his nice dude. hair and, and I think the mistake that this film does not make mm-hmm. is that it doesn't make it like creepy he's not coming on to Ray in any yeah. sense what, what attracts him to her is her literal force power yeah because he feels it he feels it and well and when he realizes Realizes how powerful it is. He wants her on his side. Yeah, and he's a little scared too because she can sense that he's afraid. And yeah, that's something he very much does she, not want she, in the world. She she can you know hold off his powers because of her own connection and yeah. then turns it on. I'm gonna him. I'm gonna yeah. tell you a, the crap out a scene where two people are literally just staring at each other as music plays could have been the boringest piece of shit I ever saw. I mean, and here it was so compelling. I, I feel I feel like there was a bit too many cuts backs. Like we oh, no. went back and I, forth. Too many times in my life. I was into it. But I didn't. I didn't dislike it. I was yeah. just like, "Wow, we're." Yeah. No, because there's she somehow Daisy Ridley gives a look where it, 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 anyone in the world can look at it and go, "Oh, she, she's she's winning." Like, yeah. It's, yeah. We don't need electricity the, flying between the, yeah. them. The tides it's just have, a literal look. The tides have turned. It's so crazy, and we can see it in her face. Yeah, and I, it happens again later. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's something we kind of get with having a good director directing these movies again, because J.J. Abrams can give actors direction and work with them to get that look, yeah. whereas George Lucas famously not great with actors, so he kind of needed to lean on all the special effects to tell the story, yeah. whereas here you can just see it in, in the faces of the and characters. And it used the soundtrack, too, to yeah. great effect, Yeah, because we could, we could almost hear what was going on. I'm going to tell you, I also loved in that scene, so uh, uh, Kylo's in kind of Daisy's head mm-hmm. uh, Ray in Ray's head and he's talking and, about an and he pulls ocean out and he says yeah I see, you, you see dream of islands? an ocean and islands and that's at the end that's yeah. the temple that's where Luke's at yeah like that when I saw that last yeah. scene I went what that's, what yeah. like that just everything connected and it blew my mind yeah. and that's I think that's fantastic script writing yes because you you can layer in something like that to the point where the audience knows like oh that's weird Something's up there, uh-huh. yeah. but then it just it kind of sits there. And it just pays off. Later. Yeah, Oof. and also also in that in that same moment, I, I thought a great line where he says, "You dream of an ocean, an island." 
I see it. I'm there. And that's just so creepy, like him invading her yeah. most personal He's space. He's going inside of her. Yeah. 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 No, and then when she pulls the name Darth Vader, yeah. like, that's she pulled that out of him. Yeah. That's great. <sighs> that's a great And it totally a great scene. I, yeah. I really enjoyed that scene on the second watch. Yeah. I really got right yeah. in there. Also, another thing I love about Kylo Ren is how down he is to take off his mask all the time. <laughs> like Vader, very much, you know, you, you get a glimpse of it in Empire, no, and he then it's, needed it, yeah. yeah, and then it's only when he dies. But Kyle's like, yeah, I'll take it off. And he's, anytime someone prompts him, he's like, yeah, sure, I'll take off the mask. Well, it's he's. Li- I think he's just quite literally wearing the mask as tribute to Darth Vader. Yeah, it's just he wants we, to be. We wear a mask so yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. We wear I mean, a mask it's, now. It's it's a really no. It's like a really childish thing if you think about it. A really mm-hmm. juvenile thing yeah. to want to emulate something so bad that you literally try and look like them. Yeah. Like that just speaks to his character and how much he wants to not be himself. Yeah. He adopted a new name. Yeah. Just well, to do that. In that final conversation with his father, he well, says I mean, you know where Kylo comes from, dead. right? No. Skywalker Solo. He takes the K Y um, and the L O Kylo. Where's Ren mm. come from? Well it's the Knights of Ren. Knights of <laughs> so Ren. I don't know. I think I think he just probably just Maybe adopted he takes the name. N from yeah. Ben yeah. and Shut the up. <laughs> Are from Vader. From Vader. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. We're playing word games now. Yeah. Yay. Uh, yeah. That's he's. I, I think he's so compelling. That's yeah. just so. It's, he's such a conflicted. Yeah. Villain. Like he's he's deep. Yeah. He's and, he's well rounded. And I'm I'm sorry. We got to talk about Han's death oh. when he kills. We his don't father. talk about it. We'll be unmade so, when Han and then Han reaches up and touches his son's face. Oh. <gasps> That's so. That's so. Why are you making me relive these <laughs> moments, Andrew? I can feel so him good. tense up when that's that scene was happening. So good. When he walked out on the catwalk, I could feel you just. I mean, Benson I, literally I, grabbed me. We were watching it the second time. Yeah. He reached over and grabbed me. I, I need a little support. And when I was watching it the first time, as much as I, I was torn on whether or not. And that's as that scene was happening, I thought. They can't do this. Are they going to do this? No, I thought for sure Han Solo was going down right now. And, and I mean, what's I kind of knew it, it just because of real life stuff. The, the look of that scene mm-hmm. completely evokes the, uh, uh, to Empire me. Strikes Back. Yeah, when, yeah, when catwalk, Vader yeah. reveals to Luke, I, you know, I am your father. Yep. And that, I was like, oh my God, they're, they're doing it. They're and doing this visual it, imagery to put us there. It's the inverse too, because in the Cloud City, it was all bright yeah. where they were. It was all and in this, it was completely dark. And right before he kills them, the light of the sun goes out. Yeah. So we have light, hope as long light as disappears. Light. Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes God dark. And then instead of as holding, as as we still have a chance. Instead of holding the lightsaber open yeah. for, for Han Solo to take, he's now gripping it hard. Yeah. And he well, because it. that whole conversation is, he's asking permission to kill him. Yeah. And Han doesn't, either doesn't realize it or, or hopes, hopes that, that he won't. He won't. Yeah. And he's, he's like, I would do anything to help you. And he says, thank, you know, he kills me, says, thank you for helping me. Yeah. It's uh, really messed up. And here's how fucking good this movie is. Uh-huh. Han Solo is my favorite character of all time. And Kylo Ren is the asshole that killed him. <laughs> and yet, I don't hate Kylo Ren because I know Han wouldn't. Yeah. I still, like, I still, after like, that, you know, I still, Leo I know, I know, exactly. yeah. I, know I know Han and I know Leo both wouldn't. And, and Han, we even know that Han knew he might die walking on that yeah. catwalk, but he did it anyway. He went out there and it was a huge risk and it was, he did it. But and he so, promised because, Leia. Yeah. He promised Leia he would do it. Yeah. And so even then, I still, what I want is for Kylo to turn good. Which I don't, is, I don't want him to which die, is, which is what I should want because he just killed fucking Han Solo. Which is the ultimate end of Han Solo's journey because in A New Hope, he is the most selfish yeah. smuggler in the universe. Yeah. And he's still selfish. 
Mm-hmm. Like, in order to deal with everything that happened with his family, he leaves and goes back to smuggling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he comes back and he, he selflessly goes out there knowing that he might die. Yeah. Like, that is, that is the end and of his journey. Not just wow. knowing that he might die. Knowing that he might die because Leia asked him. Yeah. Leia yeah. said, save our son. And it's for his son. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he's going to die, it would still be for his son. Wow. And that is the most selfless thing. And that scene is also really well put together because you have you have Ray and Finn up on a top catwalk watching Witnessing the whole thing this. and you Chewbacca, have Chewbacca yeah. with his hand on the explosive device yeah. watching as well it's every you know everyone who matters can see it and it's and it's in a sense in a way that makes sense and yeah. Chewbacca knows the backstory already yeah so he's not surprised but we have Ren and and or Finn and Ray Ren and Faye Ren and, Ren and Faye up on the catwalk like not knowing any of this before yeah. and just having their minds blown they're just like oh shit Han's talking to Kylo Ren that's yeah. and it up. says son yeah well I don't know do you think Ray would have picked up on it in the, in the interrogation scene I don't think she did I think okay. it was just because because there's that great moment where he's, yeah. he says oh you think you Han think Solo Han could be father. your father you never had he'd disappoint you yeah like I like oh, that line a lot yeah. I like yeah. that yeah, yeah. <sighs> no and I think even the way that the film handles you know like revealing that Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son is just kind of like an offhand like yeah. the uh, what's his name because General it, Snoke? Snoke Snoke says it yeah Supreme Leader Supreme Snoke, Snoke. Snoke. yeah just he, goes, he just goes, in the, he's in the hands he goes, of your oh, your, father. your father's here. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just like, oh yeah, this is a fact. Yeah. This is that here. This is not anything to shock anyone. Yeah. 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 It's, it doesn't, it doesn't like do a stupid thing where like everybody looks at the camera like. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Because dun, the two dun, characters dun, who are talking both already know that. Yeah. So it's not a surprise. Why make fact. it a big deal? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we, do we want to throw out some theories on Ray? Do we have Ray theories? We talked about um, <laughs> we talked about this in yeah. the theater a little bit. Uh, the obvious thing is offspring of Luke mm-hmm. because it keeps it in the family. Well, everybody, okay. That. Here's here's the thing that's going on on the internet is that apparently I never read them and I don't care to read the, the Wikipedia universe. pages. But in the expanded universe, they have twins, Han and, and Leia, and one of them turns evil, and one of them turns evil, yeah. and they're a boy and a girl. Yeah, and it's like, oh look, here's one of them turned evil. There's yeah. a girl. We don't know who her it's parents are. It's always been a brother and a sister. Oh, let's figure it out. In their family. The yeah. problem with that, I think, is how would Leia not know? <laughs> well, yes. people have come up with dumb theories on yeah. why that could work. And I, I really think overall it would work better if Ray was either Luke's daughter mm-hmm. or someone else entirely. I think she should be someone else entirely. Because, I, I mean, I was telling Jordan, I don't like the idea that only Skywalkers have the Force. <laughs> because it just doesn't make sense. Because we know, I mean, Obi-Wan was not a Skywalker. He had the Force. So why why would it be only Skywalkers and then, have the Force? And then I, I brought back a counter-argument yeah. to that, which is Anakin in the prophecy is someone who brings balance to the Force. Mm. So it makes sense that his lineage may not be the people who like are the only people who have the Force, but have enough connection to the Force to bring it but the pendulum back when the yeah. balance is off. So we okay. have Vader bringing it back towards the dark side. We have Luke trying to bring it back towards the light. Doesn't succeed, obviously. And it goes back to the dark. And then well, we I think he succeeds Rey. for a little bit. He does. And, because, then, and, yeah. and I think more to the whole... Well, he uh, tries to bring back the Jedi Order. Yeah, but the, I mean, but that's the thing. He was training Jedi. So, so that means force. other people had Force. Yeah. We yeah. just don't know their names. Yeah. So yeah. it's very possible that it could be any, you know, any other character that exists in the world. Yeah. And then well, the, Jordan had a theory that I kind of like. And too. then the pendulum swings back, mm-hmm. so then Ray is there to do it. But the other option I think is maybe Ray was one of the Jedi disciples, like a very young one, mm-hmm. and that's the reason she was dropped off on Jakku was to hide her. And the well, reason like why she this. doesn't remember it, why she remembers just the family, is because she watched all of her friends and family get killed. Yeah. 
that was very traumatic for her. So it 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 makes sense that she has repressed memories huh. that she just doesn't want to remember that. So instead, or, she just oh, has this because I don't I don't generally like repressed memories in yeah, fiction. Yeah. So here's the counterpoint. I mean, Jedi could have just easily. That's made what forget. I'm saying. They 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 said we can't have, if she knows she will seek us out and she'll get herself killed. Yeah. So they mind wipe her basically. and make her think that she's waiting for a family. Yeah. Because the only thing she remembers we saw in the flashback is just the ship leaving. Yeah. We don't even see who dropped her off. We don't even see quite who takes her. I think yeah. it, it could Someone be the. Someone just says. I mean, it could be the Simon Pegg character whatever his name the junker i don't think he raised her <laughs> well no but i mean like it's just a character yeah. that's there yeah it's it just seems like uh, uh she's not exactly like a, a slave to anything but it's the she's system that she lives indentured. in she's just slave yeah. to the system yeah. to the system yeah yeah uh but yeah i really and oh my goodness that that force flashback whatever you want to call it yeah. where, where she, she touches, touches the, the lightsaber, lightsaber and sees visions of tons of shit stuff going on yeah mm-hmm. That's a that's because a great she, that's a great she gets an image of a lightsaber killing somebody. Yeah. So I think that might even be a repressed memory of her I mean she the repressed from Jedi. Yeah. I mean it doesn't even really I mean, matter she, why. In that vision it's it she sees Luke, you know, telling R2 to go do whatever he's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she sees Kylo Ren leading the Knights of Ren or yep. whatever they are. And yeah. killing killing people. Killing people. Yeah. So it's very possible, you know, he's wearing the mask, so it's, he could be a little younger. And there's a weird it's one, a too, where it, for a second it's almost like Kylo Ren is saving her because there's a, like a guy about to swing something and then he gets a lightsaber through the chest mm-hmm. and then it's Kylo Ren. But it's like, it's clear that she's just, that's just where she's standing to view the memory. It's not what it was actually mm-hmm. happening at mm-hmm. that moment. So I, she could just be a, one of the disciples mm-hmm. that doesn't remember because she was too young. That's interesting, I like that. Or she was Jedi mind wiped. <laughs> I, I mean, that's... No, I yeah. like all of these. Yeah. These are better than, you know, I I don't like the secret twin thing. I think yeah. that's dumb. I think or even be, a secret second child. That's like, uh. I mean, I know that uh, Jedis are supposed to be, you know, monks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're supposed to try to be. But I'd be down for Luke having a kid. <laughs> well, in the prequels, isn't there a part where Anakin says like, yeah, we're supposed to have love. So I love you. Like he says that well, to Padme. Yeah, he's like, because uh, I just watched the prequels. <laughs> no, I, this, is oh, a, yeah. this is a great bad <laughs> you would quote. Know. This you is would so, know. such a great I mean, I don't remember quote. the exact words, but it was basically like, uh, some say that it's the the compassion is essential to the Jedi way, and compassion is love for the world. So in a way, a Jedi is required to love. That's that's his big justification for why they can bone down. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus, that's in a film. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, Luke had children in the books as well in the expanded universe. Yeah, yeah. so so, I but mean, I mean, I don't think they're going to strictly follow the expanded universe. No, in any not. sense. No, they're definitely not of yeah. a, of a word. I mean, it, much of the expanded universe was completely invalidated when they said none of it was canon. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just put out a statement and said, no, no it's canon. all not canon except for this. Mm-hmm. And they specifically said which books and like the new comics that are coming out are canon. Now, um, do, do either of you have any hope for um, a new hope even for in the next film oh or, or the one after that, that uh, Leia will use some, some more force powers? Yeah, I was wondering if we would see that in this film. Because she uh, definitely has we, a, yeah. a force connection when she knows that Han Solo is dead. Yeah. She... She, oh, she has a look it. where she feels it. You see her have to literally sit down because she can feel his death. And that's like, you know, Obi-Wan feeling Alderaan blow up. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. that similar moment. And, uh, I mean, there are some people who, like, love Han so, mo- so much that they're like, oh, no, he's not dead. It didn't, it didn't show him. But he had a saber through his chest, no, and he fell out a big Lando, hole. Lando swooped in, <laughs> and, picked and then, him up. And then that he's, planet... He's chilling out on Bespin right now. And then the planet blew up, yeah. so Han's dead. But, I mean, yeah. that... That's Star how we're confirmed. Blew up. I don't like to think of that. That's so crazy. That's how. I mean, that's why I know that he's gone because she feels it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And because in real life he doesn't want to do any more films, which is why he got paid so much for this one. Sure. Did you see his pay his his how much money he made? No. Thirty five million dollars flat. Sure. With fifteen million dollars in percentages. Nice. And do you want to know how much Ray and John Boyega got? Uh, catering <laughs> they got a per five, diem. Five hundred K each. Jesus. I mean, well, yeah, that, I mean But they're probably locked in for future ones. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. With more is, money. Yeah. He got so much money for this one because he's like, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But he is gonna be in the future ones. As a force ghost. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe flashback stuff, but they, they confirmed JJ Adrian said these people are coming back. They could, they could do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> we super trust mind. them. Yeah. Because yeah. there were all the rumors about like, oh yeah, Yoda's going to be in it. And then it's like, it's literally Frank Oz recorded lines for the Force Force Vision. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Like that was a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> that worked out. It's yeah. all good stuff. <laughs> so whatever you want, JJ. I mean, they, they yeah. got, they Take got, it away. They got Alec, uh, Alec Guinness's voice in, yeah. The, yeah. in the flashback. I mean, they... Cropping out afraid. They're to going... <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing whatever they want and I'm happy with it. Uh, can we talk a little bit... There, it was just a, a, a... Like a literally a tweet that I read so I don't know if this is true. Okay. Uh, but another kind of weird thing that I thought like, huh, I wonder if, how this will get explained in the future or if it even matters. Uh, so when, the, when all the, you know, dramatic stuff has happened in the film, Han mm-hmm. is dead, uh, the planet thing blew up, uh, suddenly R2-D2 wakes up and he has the rest of the map to find Luke yeah. and he's just like, oh, here you go, guys. Yeah, that's a little bit of a MacGuffin Apparently, that I didn't like. Apparently, that's explained in the novelization according to one tweet oh. that I read. Huh. Cannot confirm nor I deny. That that's a thing that I've heard. If he went into low power mode just to like I, Well, compile, I'm pretty sure Luke told him. Yeah. Luke, yeah. I mean, in that Force vision, we see Luke with R2. So yeah. he knows enough about what's going on with Luke. Oh, I'm sure he does, yeah. So it's just a situation where whatever the parameter was that Luke gave him, it coincided with something that happened. Yeah. Well, I think maybe it was, hey, R2, if shit gets bad enough, yeah. call me. <laughs> yeah, wake up and <laughs> call give me. them the rest yeah. of the map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it's... Because it wasn't like super hard information to find. It just needed to be a specific galaxy star chart. Yeah. Well, the Empire Which is had, why the Empire has They it, had it. They just it, yeah. needed that one little missing piece. Yeah. To see where he went in that section. Which they just didn't know. Here's that. another thing. I mean, how does Max von Sydow have that? And what's his connection to the to the original game? He's an old yet. ally. How can, yeah, how can we even... And he knew Leia as a princess. Yeah. yeah. So he, he obviously wasn't on Alderaan when it exploded. Like, yeah, it's, yeah there's definitely know. stuff we should know. But I, I mean, some people have been annoyed about the fact, like, how is there a map to, to Luke Skywalker? That's weird. Yeah. But it's not a map to Luke Skywalker. It's, it's him figuring out where the first Jedi, first Jedi temple, temple is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which mm-hmm. is amazing scouting, by the way. You know that's a real island in uh, Ireland. I could, just looks, I could tell. It just looks like that. I could tell it was real. All those, all those, all those. Look, uh, I didn't like Ireland. I didn't bullseye as Ireland, but I could no, tell. No, no, but I just place. mean like they didn't do anything to that. No. That's just how. It if works. I recorded myself in that last scene, I went, oh my, oh my God, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where are we? What? This is what? Amazing. What the hell? <laughs> And that was before Luke even appeared. That was yeah. just like an island. I was like, what? Where? Island. What now? Yeah. <laughs> island. Something's happening here. Yeah. It was. Oh man. And I just love. I just love the universe. They were like, no, this is the destination. They're like, all right, well. Pump up the hyperdrive. Like we're just gonna go straight. <laughs> no, there. yeah, they don't even. They, no, the no character says we're gonna go straight there. It's just like it logically follows that that's yeah. Ray's next move. It's where she'd go. Whew. That's that's smart. That's yeah. some good. That's some good filming and, time. And I think I think the fact that she has that messed up vision really supports my theory of him using that lightsaber to yeah. do his dirty deeds, which is the why why Luke doesn't want it around him yeah. or why he left it with somebody else. Well, and also it's just like she, in a sense has a latent force power that is more or less activated by connecting with this extreme well, force well, see, object. Here's like, the thing, before even that, uh, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke says there's been an awakening. Yeah. Mm. Like, I feel like 
just the tumultuous events that happened uh, on Jakku started waking her up. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because what is it like, uh, like people adapt or like people's abilities don't come into effect until like they need them? Mm. Like there's, there's that whole like X-Men. And in the X-Men franchise, like people's powers, it's not only connected to a, to a certain age, it's also you needed the event Something happens in your life that causes that to come out. Well, and I do really love that, like, she didn't think she could fly the Millennium Falcon, but yeah. she gets in there and she does it. She just knows it. Not just because of just knowing it. I think it's also her interaction with all this old tech yes. that's been out in the world. She's super knowledgeable yeah. when it comes to any type of technology, Yeah, which is the reason why <clears throat> Han offers her. And I, th- and I think in a sense, because uh, the, the Falcon, it was stolen and kept on this planet. It's it it itself has become a mythical mythical object to her yeah. Yeah. because it's been there so and long. And she doesn't even know. She thinks it's just space garbage. garbage. She, she says garbage. She yeah. doesn't know oh, that it's so great. a Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. She has no idea. No. But then once no she idea. knows that's what it is, she has respect for it because she knows the name Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talk about Finn and and Ray and their oh, yeah. relationship Let's do it. for a second. Uh, it's great, right? <laughs> like I, I really like the way that played out. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Finn early on. He says, "Oh, you got new family? You got a boyfriend? Cute boyfriend? Cute boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his boyfriend, cute boyfriend. Oh, he's, Finn. So he's got he some so great good. lines. When Finn is all uh, of us. With we Cap- are all Finn. With Captain Phasma, and he's like, I'm in charge now. <laughs> and Hansel like, Bring it down. Bring it down. Bring yeah. it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Mm. Um, I love the fact that those two characters are Luke and Han Solo put together. And then some of their personality traits were split yeah. with those two characters. Yeah. Well, so we get both. And it's funny, as I was mapping out who is who, I, I had assigned them Luke and Han Solo, and I was like, but wait a minute, they're a couple. Did I just create some slash fiction in my brain? Yeah. People already have. Oh, that, no, that exists. Luke and Han, no, slash I mean, fiction already people exists. People are already making slash fiction for Poe and Finn. Oh, sure. I, yeah. which, which I'm like, really? really? Yeah. Okay, I guess. You can, you can say it to my face, Andrew. I'm making the slash fiction about <laughs> Poe and Finn. I'm just happy. No, mine is BB-8 and me. Thank you very much. I'm no, just I'm happy. Mine is Poe and Finn. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. Poe and Finn. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So I'm just happy <laughs> that... Jordan can't even. Also Kylo Ren and Poe. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Also see, Captain Phasma you, and General see, Hux. Did you see Poe's? Actually, that's not bad. <laughs> did you see Poe's and, uh, and Kylo Ren's little witty banner? Like, oh, wait, you talk or I talk? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, right. I can't that's, really understand you. Right with, uh, that's literally the, the first like two minutes of this film. It's yeah. landing a joke like that. Yeah. Landing that joke. Hell yeah. Whew. This, po- this is a hell of a film. Poe's so great. Uh, I just really <laughs> love that that uh, Finn and Ray aren't just like, no, they kiss by the end of the movie. No, the last words to her are, thank you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she's, well, and then, she's made a real friend after as he's, being on this planet As he's recovering, you know, she says, I know I'll see you again. Yeah. And that's, and it, it's, it's weirdly, it's ambiguous enough, but also it's sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. really honestly sweet. Yeah. Because they've, they've, they've established a real friendship. Yeah. He's yeah. proven to her that he cares about her mm-hmm. yeah. and, and has her best interests in mind. And, he, and, and she, <clears throat> she feels a connection to him because of what they've gone through. And even when, um, you know, that that moment in the in the new cantina, Maz Maz Kanata's cantina. Mm-hmm. That's hard to say. Uh, where he says to her, you know, I'm not with the resistance. You know, yeah, he tells I, her the truth. Yeah, I love that. That's like not a big deal. It's it is I a mean, big deal, but, but it's like she doesn't like say like she doesn't turn on him at that point. Oh, yeah, she yeah. doesn't get mad. Yeah, that's she, what I like. She understands. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice that it's not just this. 
drama. It's not yeah. like There's you didn't no tell me you were Daredevil. How could you? Yeah, that's stupid, and I hate when they do that shit. <laughs> I, but yeah, I love how how much they 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 kind of allow the characters to be honest with each other and understand each other. Mm-hmm. They, they don't kind of they don't play up these these little misunderstandings to be a thing bigger than to they make should them be. drama. Yeah. They're not drama. Uh, it works really well. What a film! What a film! What have we not talked about? We haven't talked about Maz Kanat a lot. Okay. She's great. I think of her as like a new Yoda, but I, when I said that to Benson earlier, he, he rebuffed. Well, it's, yeah. it's offensive for one. You get the small little alien. And you just <laughs> yeah. put she has like crazy knowledge it's and, messed up. and well, supervision. She's, and so. she's, she's a thousand years old. Yeah, she's a thousand years old. So yeah. I will say my one very, very minor complaint. Mm-mm. I kind of wish she was a puppet instead of a CGI huh. lady. Yeah. Because she stands out because there's so many other puppets in the film. But I feel like her CGI is so good. It's good, but it's I can still tell it's CGI. It's, yeah, it's hard to not see it. All right. Especially, just, I, especially on that giant screen. Yeah. We saw yeah. it on IMAX the today. Screen, the screen she had, so she had some clipping. You're like, oh, come on. <laughs> she went right off the screen. It was <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she reached out and dropped something. But I do yeah. like her as a character. I like that she has a crush on Chewbacca. I like yeah, that. Yeah, where's Wookie. my boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Wookie. I loved yeah. that line. Yeah. Where's my boyfriend? Yeah. I knew it was. Yeah. We instantly understood. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She was working on the ship. I, li- I like Han that. Han that little sheepish look to Finn and Ray. She was working on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Wookiee. Oh, man. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that whole new cantina. I love it. And it just gets destroyed immediately. Yeah. Well, it'll come back. Of course. <laughs> she's, she'll rebuild. Yep. Rebuild. She'll rebuild. She'll rebuild. I'm trying to be an alien now. <laughs> she'll rebuild. Oh, no, you're more like Latka from please, uh, please stop. Taxi. <laughs> Excuse please, me. Please stop. <laughs> uh, oh, man. What? What? We could just go beat by beat through this whole film and just. And like, talk about how good it is. This like, was good. This, this was, was good. good. This, this was, was good. good. That's what I said earlier. I don't know how to be objective. I just I, enjoyed every. I mean, bit I feel of this like film. between. Like we've brought up a couple of things that were like, ah, this is a little, it needed something more, a little polish. But also in that same sense, some of its story that may be yet told. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why. That's why I do think this. It's gonna. We're gonna see that it's more of a connector film uh, as the trilogy goes on. I mean, it even. I like that it even addresses certain things, like the whole fight at the end between Ray and uh, with Finn helping out and and Kylo Ren at the How, end of the film. Can we just quick? Detour to say how fucking great is that moment when Kylo's trying to force the lightsaber to himself yeah. and then it just goes right past him to fucking Ray. Oh, I knew it was going to do that Incredible. and it was still great. It was still oh. incredible. Oh. Oh. The look that Kylo gives is like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> shit so just good. got real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it totally makes sense because, like, you can look at that and be like, well, how does she doesn't have any training? Like, how does that make any sense? But no, A, he gets shot by a, by a, bolt caster yeah. that up to the end oh, of this point that. yeah yeah with the wound himself uh up to that point like han has made it clear this is a badass weapon yeah. he's never used it before he's been hanging out with you this whole time he uses it a couple times and he's like this is a sweet gun yeah it's a really strong good gun mm-hmm. and so kylo ren gets shot by it and then uh he gets messed up a couple times like finn gets some lucky shots in but finn has only had like soldier training like yeah. he's able yeah. to use it because obviously he, he meets that kind of weapon he meets that other stormtrooper that's got the energy yeah energy baton or whatever energy axe is. or something yeah. yeah so obviously the troopers have training in other types of weapons and melee weapons yeah. well yeah um, so i mean he can he can work that lightsaber yeah yeah but when he comes up against someone who has training yeah and the force and the force he's screwed yep. he loses but then uh when you watch her fighting style it's not, she's never been trained with a sword before. Clearly, and it's yeah. clear. 
because she attacks with it like it's a staff. Mm. But she does have good instincts, and yeah. he is weakened enough that she can kind of hold her own. Well, point. and then there's also that... Tr- because up until having watched it the second time, I've paid very close attention to the fight, yeah. and she's on the defensive all the way up until they have that moment. Well, yeah. and that, that's also... That's kind of like a... a I feel like that's a very typical story thing. Of course. But I, f- I feel like it works so well so here. Good. Yeah. Because when they get they get up to that edge, and I and I know, I'm thinking like, oh yeah, she's going to have to turn him around. That's the only way that she's going to win this fight. Mm-hmm. But in that moment where she just closes her eyes and... You watch f- her force, face. Like yeah. force happens. Yeah. Because, I don't know. Because up to that point, she's just fighting by herself. Yeah. She's just fighting for her life. Yeah. And then when, when he reminds her of the force, she connects with it. And you watch... She's she's scared and she's in pain and she's just trying to survive and you watch her just be at peace. Mm. She just calms down completely. And from that point, she's not fighting by herself anymore. She's using the force. She's fighting with, with the force. With every blow that she lands against him, she's using the force. But she's still using a style that is not for a saber. She's doing a lot of thrusts. She's mm. doing all this turn stuff. That's the way she fights yeah, with her staff. Yeah, the thrusting was interesting because you, you never see people you would use never, like lightsabers no, because like, you wouldn't. Because the saber is, you yeah. know, it's more of a flourishing weapon. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. It's sweeping forms and that's not how you use a staff because it's longer. Yeah. So that makes sense for her fighting style. But in the end, because of her advantage, because of her connection with this force, which I believe he's losing at the time because he gets hit a couple times yeah. with the lightsaber. He's bleeding and he's also just so taken aback by her ability yeah. that he's, you know, that's why he loses. And then he gets a nice little face scar. Now, I I yeah. thought yeah. the first time that I saw this for a half a second that she cut off his hand. Me too. Uh, but it's very it, yeah. clear that he has not lost any limbs yeah. by the end of it. But he, he cuts she, his robe and then yeah, she cuts goes robe, up his shoulder. Into yeah, stabs his, face. his shoulder, yeah. Sla- yeah. slashes across. When she, the slash on the, slash on the face is it the last is, one? is when she disarms him. Yeah, that's yeah. that's her ending the fight is yeah. disarming him, just getting the lightsaber out of his and hand. And then with the same fluid movement, she comes across his shoulder and his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's so got that triumphant, just, yeah, mm, Ooh, pose. Crazy. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah. You want to talk about the, the, the look of the movie compared to other Star Wars movies for a second? I, oh. I like that they kept the wipes. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Love those, those were, wipes. And they made yeah. sense because one time there was like a wipe, but there was smoke there. Yeah. That looked cool. They made sense. Yeah. I will, The first time I saw it, I was a little bothered by how much the camera moved uh, because George Lucas <laughs> did not move the camera a lot Ever. originally, so mm-hmm. it didn't quite feel Star Warsy to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't, as, as I watched it two more times, those complaints just melt away. I was like, oh, no, this movie just looks really, really because, good, though. Because we have the same like types of fights, but then the camera's moving along with it, so it gives it more of a phonetic feel, yeah. which I really enjoyed. I'm not even talking about during the fights. Like, like, uh, when Are you think about, about the Star Wars stuff? Or, I'm thinking or about the Millennium like Falcon. Like, if you watch it in the original yeah. movies, we only ever saw the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon from, from the camera one single just pointing view. in. Yeah. It was just always the group shot, never anything else. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, we're kind of getting close-ups on Han, close-ups on Rey. And then there's the one where Chewie brings up and it's you see him from the outside as oh, he's yeah. bringing up the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I, I and I I, I do kind of wish they had been shot more in the original style, but I, it's also like, well, I, I can't argue that it doesn't look better this way. It just looks less like Star Wars to me. Yeah. I I also think in in that same way, and this is a weird complaint that people have, but that it looks so much like original Star Wars, mm-hmm. and and I think I mean 
there's another, I mean, it's not a Death Star, but it is, it's a bigger Death Star. Yeah. And so you get these very familiar hallways that, that people are climbing yeah. through. And then you also, Millennium Falcon, of course, that's a yeah. familiar thing. Mm-hmm. You get the, the room where they're planning how they're going to destroy the, you know, the new Death Star, the Starkiller base. And that's got a lot of familiar yeah. look to it where you got the hologram in the middle and everyone's gathered around it. Yeah, and, and the Starkiller base with the thing coming down looked a lot like the thing in 2009 Star Trek that they have to blow up as well. Yeah. Well, and also there's like a desert planet, a snow planet. Yeah. It's, See, it I feels think, familiar, but it's all different. I think yeah. I think that's on purpose, though, because like I said, well, yeah, it's definitely J.J. Abrams' yeah. job was to capture the feeling. Yeah. So I think that's why the plot and where we go mimics A New Hope so well. It's yeah. to reestablish us in this universe and be like, no, this is a story you're comfortable with, yeah. and it doesn't matter that you're comfortable with it because we're going to tell a good one. And then from here, like, I think this one is less original. So that way we can go to new places in the future ones. It yeah. doesn't, it, it establishes us in a familiar territory so that way they can do more interesting stuff later. Yeah. Which I'm mm. totally cool with because this film's fantastic. Yeah. Have we said all we wanted to say? Uh, well, did you hear the fan theory about Snoke? Oh. On the internet? Please, please. I think he's little. We haven't talked about Snoke at all. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard a few people on the internet say that their theory is he's maybe um, Darth uh, Plagueis. Plagueis? How do you say his That's name? That's a thing. You, you you remember who that is, right? Kind of. He's from the prequels, unfortunately. Oh. He's the character that Darth Sidious talks about as like this. Is the oh, dude he trained who, him. No, he's the dude who discovered how to become immortal with the Force. Oh. He's he's the one who was like Anakin. If I could, if we can figure out how that guy did his shit, you can keep Padme alive. He's the fabled Sith Lord who cracked the secrets of Force oh. immortality. So it would kind of make sense. And I, there is he, he does one little, and maybe this is just because it's in Andy Circus's repertoire. But he does one little move that was very Smeagol esque. So I could kind of see. I, I mean, Smeagol is a character who looks like that because he's been alive so long. Yeah. yeah. So I could kind of see and Snoke does, having a similar like vibe. Snoke has a has yeah. He's like missing half of his jaw, and he's got like holes. He's in got his a, head. like a big gash in his head. That's yeah. yeah. And it would make sense if he found a way to be immortal. Yeah. And I also think he's either normal size or smaller. Yeah. And the reason I think the he's only bigger. reason he's, <laughs> I think he's bigger. I don't he's think he's scaled down for the hologram to get in the room. Guys, what if it's <laughs> Jar Jar, but they cut off his ear flaps, and so that's why he's Shut up! Scar, Shut up! And Shut he's up. a Jar Jar, a Sith. If this is your house. I'm gonna throw you out of here. <laughs> he came from the prequel. I'm gonna throw you out of your own house. Anyway, yeah, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. That's a that's a mystery box that we're gonna see later i'm sure yeah I'm, I'm excited for where this is gonna go yeah well and especially i mean where it leaves off is uh both kylo ren and ray i assume go off for more training ray, yeah, ray meets up with they're luke doing their own things hopefully he'll train her and and kylo ren uh, hux was instructed to bring kylo ren to the supreme leader so that he could finish his training yeah. and then uh, and then finn is going to be i think he's going to become a, go- a big part of the resistance yeah. yeah. Because yeah, if sure. he's going to be rewarded for his work mm-hmm. taking down Starkiller Base, mm-hmm. and that's where he's going to be. So we got all of our, our different main characters in different places. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be closer to Poe, probably. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He might Real even become close. A, do you want him to become a pilot? Just like Poe, or no. do you want him no. to no. be no. like no. a Certainly like not. a general character? Like Gen- general character. He needs yeah. to he needs to be leading. Yep. Leading it He's going to take over Han's place with yeah. the resistance. Where well, resistance? Where he would have been? When he would have been. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. cool. I'm happy. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. And I and I kind of hope that they do bring in. I mean, obviously they will, but like more new characters. Yeah. yeah. It's it's. I mean, I mean, if you look at the original trilogy, more new characters came on as film. as it went on. Yeah. But in a sense, uh, like just maybe more you know more captain phasma 
or just yes. more. Like, she was not given enough time. I mean, maybe that's one of my things I didn't like. Like, she's such a great actress, and that's a cool character. If she just was there to open up the shields and then she's yeah. gone, you know, there's not really a lot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, her and her and Finn could have a face off later on. That'd be great. That'd be because cool. she's already mm-hmm. in a high place in the military. She's mm-hmm. going to get in trouble for. Playing a part in in she might even be up. disgraced. Yeah, she might yeah. be seeking out Finn for that revenge. Oh, yeah. bounty hunter style, bounty hunter style. That'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, if she like joins a group of bounty hunters. Yeah. What if she joins the three people from the raid who didn't die in that scene? I don't. Yeah, think. they didn't. Mm. They it was did very not. clear that they got away. Well, that that they didn't get the ones that didn't get eaten didn't get eaten. Yeah. So so. Uh, It'd be really cool if she met up with the three people from the raid and they're the con- like con- kanji club. They're trying to track down kanji the club. fugitives. You can't trust those freaks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look tell, who it is. Tell that to kanji club. <laughs> Sorry for that. I apologize for that accent. I love that character did. though. Yeah. Yeah, I love good. that character. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> because I, I hope to see them again. Okay. Here's a, here's a question that, I mean, Jordan, you can answer if you want, but Benson, since you just went through the, the marathon. Oh yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. what is one, if you had to, 100% had to pick one thing that is from the prequels, that uh-huh. exists only in the prequel, or you know, came from the prequels, yeah. that's not in the original trilogy, uh-huh. that had to come into this new trilogy. It had to come into play. <laughs> it had to. What is one thing that you, you, you would? Uh, I mean, I, tell you, I, don't, I don't mind that Darth Plagueis idea. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that came from the prequels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, so I guess that. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you, I mean because uh, I think in the cartoon continuity I want to see Darth, Darth Maul, I want to see Sleaze Bagano come back <laughs> that, the great character Sleaze Bagano no I mean like Darth Darth Maul I think he might actually still be alive somehow well in the expanded universe he was yeah. Well, yeah, but that's was, not canon anymore but that was there was where he fell he climbed into a shaft and he got robot legs yeah well robot spider legs yeah yeah so <laughs> that makes know. sense I guess no it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> dumb as hell uh, all right, I think I think we've hit it. I think we've said it. I think we've. So so we're we're getting a new Star Wars movie every year from now on. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would like to. What, what's next? No, they're gonna do. They're gonna alternate. So the next one will be the. Um, uh, Is Rogue Squadron? Rogue, squ- Rogue, Rogue Squadron? No, it's it's one something one. Rogue one. Rogue one squadron. Squadron. There's Rogue so many one. squads. Mm. You never know. But that's the next one. That's coming out next year. Then the year after yeah, that's that, that's episode eight. That's yes. what I'm saying. There's one that's every next, year, and it's alternate. Disney it's doing yes. Disney uh, wants one every year. That movie sounds dope as shit. Yeah. So the and then we're gonna get episode eight. Then whatever the next spinoff they decide to do, whether it's the if they do the young Han and Chewie adventures, or if they do a Yoda shit, or if they do the Boba Fett thing. Boba Fett. Boba yeah, Fett. Where? There's a rumor. That's that's a line from Return of the Jedi. What? <laughs> Yeah, Rogue One, <coughs> and they're go- they're they're, they're going to be called Star Wars stories. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Because they're going to pick them from wherever, and Rogue One's the story of the group that went and got the Death Star plans. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. And that that, that movie dope. That movie looks. It, have yeah. you seen the some of the screenshots from it? The cast yeah. looks great. I didn't uh, know there were screenshots. I have the cast there's, looks great. There's, there's a cast one, photo. Sh- there's at one least. of the cast. I don't know I'm if it's a screenshot, but it's definitely a cast photo. I was trying to find it on IMDb right now, and it's so hard because it's Rogue which One, includes, a Star Wars story, which, and IMDb won't give it unless you type in exactly that. Uh, Alan Tudyk plays a, an alien. Yeah. Gareth Edwards is directing. You know I'm a fan of that, man. Uh-huh. Oh, I did see that. I forgot about it because I wanted to. Doesn't that look incredible? My brain, my brain was like, hey, you would like to see this for the first time again, so forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that's going to be coming out, as far as I know, next year and every December year. December 14th, 2016, according to IMDb. There you go. Every year. We're every year, get a new Star, Star Wars, Wars film. Oh. Every other is going to be a main one. But then one of them is going to be a Han prequel, which I'm worried Maybe. about. Probably. They just get the guy from uh, the woman who Age never died. Age of Adeline. Or Aaron don't Paul. Have him, don't have him <laughs> Can do we that all dumb. agree on that? And then one's going to be directed by Aaron Colin Paul. Trevorrow. Yeah, Aaron Paul. He was one of the rumored choices for I kind of like that. That one I'm okay with. I'm not okay with anyone he's but too Harrison short. Ford playing my He's uh, really short. He's 5'8". How tall is Harrison Solo? Harrison Solo yeah. coming to a theater near you. Someone called him that in a podcast. Oh, jeez. 6'1". <laughs> you mean right now? Oh, wow. Four inches. Benson just called him that on a podcast. Five inches yeah, that's taller. That's true. Five inches taller. That's a big difference. He'll wear lifts. You, you I don't want to see people in lifts. <laughs> Both of Vin you Diesel were does that perfectly shit. Perfectly fine. Do not speak ill of no, Vin I Diesel. No, I love Vin Diesel, but he's not that tall. <laughs> Both of you are perfectly fine with Tom Cruise playing Jack Reacher, who's like yeah. six foot eleven, and, I'm and also, Tom Cruise is shorter but than no me. No one's and ever I'm, played Tom. No one ever has ever played and Jack I Reacher don't, before. Height is not my issue with Aaron Paul. My issue with Aaron Paul is that he's not Harrison Ford. Uh, I'm not saying the height thing. He is doesn't a have the charisma either. Like the thing about Harrison Ford is the charisma. Nobody has and the Aaron charisma. Paul is my, not my charismatic. Thing. He says bitch about everything. We're getting you're thinking of the character. The, the character Pinkman. Pinkman. <laughs> I know. But whenever I hear the Allstate commercials or whatever they are, does he do Allstate commercials? What he does some like commercial. A good neighbor. He, bitch he, is the here. Ex, he did the Xbox <laughs> no, commercials. Wait, no, no, no. He did play an Xbox, bitch. Well, he was turning on people's Xbox because he says Xbox on or whatever. And people were complaining because he was turning on their Xboxes. Yeah. With the, Mazda. With the he does Mazda commercials. Drive a okay. Mazda, bitch. Yeah. Is that the saying? Cars, bitch. I like that. I'd buy that car. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, he does the one we hate about the family. Oh, no. Yeah, he does the voice for them. You'll never give up. Give up. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the message. In that Have you heard about our complaints? What well, pl- show them after. Show them after. Okay. Right. For now. We famously hate. Gotta go home, guys. We've Star wars <laughs> enough. Uh, thank you. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.